0: Sneller! Sneller!
1: <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak.
0: It's Sunday, December 23rd, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 472.
1: This is No Agenda.
0: Welcome to the Other Side of the Apocalypse, coming to you from Gimmo Nation Lowlands, Day 17, Living in Exile in Amsterdam. In the morning, everybody.
2: I'm
3: Adam Curry. And from the Pacific Northwest Buzzkill Bunker, where we're being attacked by complete docks from Japan, I'm John C. DeVore. It's
4: Craig and Buzzkill in the morning.
0: What are you being attacked by? Docks. Docks? Docks. Docks?
3: An entire dock, yeah. A whole dock. A it's dock? Like the, it's like the, the, the uh, Atlantic City boardwalk wa- washed up on shore. Oh,
0: you mean a dock? So you mean the actual docks from Fukushima? Yeah. No, really? Yeah. Wow. So that so that really did happen. That thing there, then. Oh. A, a hole. <laughs> and it, here's the story so there, far. There goes that conspiracy theory. Damn. <laughs> this
4: <is really> good. <laughs> it
0: actually. Well, happened. that just shipping their docks over here. Anyway, so there's an entire
3: dock. It's about yeah. I don't know quarter. It's a huge. It's like a full dock, and it's intact. With the deck and everything wow and, and does it have like a boat attached to it
0: or is it just just a dock
3: just a dock mm-hmm. and so they uh i'm sure there were boats at some point but anyway so the dock rolled up on shore and uh intact huh. and they just and they started they checked it out and they had they decide i said why don't they just put the thing up they had to destroy it by burning it because of all these vermin and things i guess some sort of uh, invasive uh, barnacles or something yeah, on the he, but, thing.
0: But I, is there still are there still pieces of it left? Because I have something you need to do. You and Buzzkill Junior. I've got a little expedition for you. I got a little. Uh, well, that's a the li- problem. What do you mean? What's the problem? What happened is they
3: had one of these really big high tides. Yeah. And so it picked the dock up and moved
0: it down the coast to someplace else. Oh, so now it's sitting somewhere oh, outside of right. Forks. Because I, cause I'd love I'd love for you to go down there with your Geiger counters and see if that's radioactive. Uh, well, I didn't, I don't have, well, I don't think. It really oh, come on, I do have a Geiger counter up here.
3: Please, you yeah, guys I'm not going there. Stuff. Forget it. It's well. too far to go.
0: <laughs> and you, you guys travel with that stuff. I know you do. I know you do. Hey, uh, good news, John. Very good news. Um, yeah? The meme is sped- spreading. Children around the world this Christmas are all saying one thing.
5: Please don't eat me, Hillary Clinton.
0: <laughs> it's spreading. It's now in the UK. The kids are all aware of Hillary Clinton eating children. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty pretty
0: <laughs> I love it here's Lizzie in case you missed the original
5: Merry Christmas Adam and John
0: oops I had the wrong one <laughs> ah, this is the one I meant
5: don't eat me Hillary Clinton
0: hey you gotta be real careful whatever you're doing with your mic there are you moving stuff around John uh, yeah I was yeah. yeah okay you can't really do that too much it makes noise like this no, it's really bad when you do that. No, I'm not going to do it. So uh, let me give you a little update here uh, in the citizenry of uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, uh, where we are living day 17 in exile for me. Uh, for Ms. Mickey, it is day... Uh, twenty. No, 7 plus 14. She's day 36, I think. Uh, but true exile, day 17. And uh, it is uh, the... Car wash without an end. It is, we have not seen a blue sky since I've been here. It is just gray. It is raining. There is mist. I mean, you don't know when to go to bed or when to wake up. It's like living in uh, in Scandinavia. Uh, in fact, there should be backup Scandinavians here. It's literally just gray all all day, all night. Gray. See, whatever you're doing now, stop doing that. What are I'm you doing? I'm trying to get myself comfortable. <laughs> But we, we spend like ten minutes before the show. That's that's the time to get comfortable, not during the show. <laughs> I was I never got comfortable. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, but there are crazy things that go on here. So, would you like some observations from uh, from the lowlands, from Euroland, from the from the land of make believe over here? Well, uh, yeah, anything but the weather report. Okay. So uh, they have this thing, and they do it every single year, and it's called the Glass House. And this is a very interesting phenomenon. So they, um, uh, a bunch of disc jockeys from the government-run uh, radio station, uh, build. They build a glass house somewhere in uh, in in the Netherlands, in the Lowlands. I forget where it is this year, uh, but usually on some square of some uh, some city or or town, and then they broadcast from this for like two weeks without any food. So they, and and this is for a good cause and uh, And then they raise money for the red cross and it's it's the weirdest thing because you know they have it, they have their own television channel, and it's like you see these these and first of all d j s typically are not meant to be seen you know it's just like ugh. you know this whoever started this whole movement of webcams and look at the disc jockeys like you've ruined radio forever um but you know, I agree with that it's it's so dumb I blame howard Stern um. It's an ego thing. It's, you know, and, 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 in fact, that's kind of where I'm going with this whole glass house thing. It's an ego thing. These disc jockeys, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing this for the good cause. Bull crap. You love having all the fans standing outside. Oh, we raised a million euros. For what? So they can build a bigger building, the Red Cross? Have you guys ever looked into the jacked up crap those people are all about? Not just they, look at, the, look at their building and tell me where the money is. But, oh, no, it's so, oh, we're doing something. It's it's kind of the the Dutch disc jockey version of uh, turning your Twitter icon a different color to do something for somebody somewhere. It's just, ugh. That's that's, it? Well, no, no. (laughs) It's very irritating to me because it's consistently, and everyone's talking about, hey, have you seen the guys in the glass house? They're so awesome, aren't they? No, they're not awesome. They're a bunch of douchebags sitting in a beautifully built glass studio the whole operation by itself, I'm sure, costs half a million just to pull off, and then there, you know we raised a million and a half for the Red Cross. Oh, this country—you know—they still think that they did a great job for Haiti. The idiots. I'm a little down here, and then uh, I think we've talked about this before, but I can't get any decent regular food here in the restaurant. Yeah, but <laughs> jeez, all you're gonna do is complain. Well, but it's what it is, John they they the, you know you, you want to go get some good food they don't have that in the supermarket it's unless you go to a so-called biological supermarket have you ever heard of such a, a, a stupid branding exercise uh, is it in a tree <laughs> no it's a separate supermarket which and it's going to be twice as expensive and it says we're a biologic a biological supermarket well of course you're a biological supermarket the stuff comes from anything in biology. I'm sure you're... Bi- but that, I guess that is some brand that means that it's really healthy, and it's not. It's just the same crap in different packaging, the more expensive. And and and, you know, yeah, and of course, Miss Mickey's looking for stuff without gluten. Well, you know, you know we have a, we have like you can't you can't get a, a pancake mix without gluten stuff. Um, it's just it's you know no wonder the people are sick here. They're eating crap. They're living in gray, eating crap, and they're watching a glass house full of ugly disc jockeys. Welcome to my life. Merry Christmas to you, too, Adam.
3: <laughs> and in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. And in the morning to you, and in the morning to all ships and sea, boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and knights out there.
0: Yes, and, of course, uh, all of our citizens, the human resources in our chat room, uh, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, all lined up, ready to go, charged up, actually. And, of course, thanks to Tice Browers, a fine artist here from the lowlands who provided the art for the previous episode. Very hard for us to choose last time uh, because when it rains, it pours, just had so much coming in, and we uh, always appreciate what the artists do. Please check out all the entries at noagendaartgenerator.com and uh, i'm sure that uh, there's other great uses for some of the art that pops up it's not just for uh, for album art you can use it for all kinds of stuff did you didn't send out a a newsletter did you i didn't you
3: mean i didn't send the second the, the 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 adam curry update in amsterdam <laughs> No, newsletter. just anything no, i was no. traveling i didn't <laughs> have time to do it
0: oh oh how was uh, how were your travels did you um, enjoy the uh, first class uh, premium service with the uh uh, with a um, a coach ticket and your uh, valet service from the TSA, I drove. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow! Why would you do that? Well, it saves
3: me a fortune for one thing, and I have a car to drive around, and there's a lot of reasons.
0: Really? Is it that? Yeah. Is it that that much cheaper just to drive up? I I didn't realize. I thought that.
3: Well, I cost. Well, I actually, yeah, it is. It cost about. Um, uh, 85 bucks to drive. I, I calculated this. It costs about 85 or $90 to drive up at the most. Yeah. And then uh, with the uh, airline uh, during holidays, it would be $200 oh, it's, it's, plus yeah. another and $200 a for a car. So it's $400 versus $90. And it's a nightmare. The difference is I can load the car up with presents.
0: Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Did you bring everyone? So yeah. I
3: can haul a bunch of stuff up here, and then I right. can also haul a bunch of stuff back. Right. So uh, <laughs> wait, you're expecting you can't really put this stuff on the airplane. <laughs> you're expecting to receive gifts? Is that <laughs> you, th- you really think
0: you're going to get gifts, Papa?
3: <laughs> no, there's some stuff in this wine cellar up here that I got to move down. Ah, I can't
0: ah, do it any other way but ah, drive it. Ah, okay, all right. So what did you get everybody? What what presents did you get them? They they haven't been opened. I know. I'm going to say. I know. Well, then I don't listen. A lot of stuff. <laughs> okay. I got to congratulate you, man. You 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 nailed it. You really really nailed it. It was um, episode four six nine. Er had to go back because I wanted to pull the clip. Uh, This came out in the news earlier this week.
6: The Senate approved an amendment to the NDAA last month that would prevent the military from imprisoning any U.S. citizen or permanent resident deemed a terrorism suspect without charge or trial. But according to the New York Times, congressional negotiators have dropped the provision in the effort to merge the bill's House and Senate versions. The overall Defense Authorization Act is expected to come up for a vote this week.
0: So, of course, uh, this vote came up and that passed, and what was removed from uh, the combined uh, House and Senate bill is the actual, you know, the black bagging of American citizens and just hauling them off into jail. And I was like, oh, my God, I think this is what you discovered when you heard Harry Reid jump in during uh, one of those morning sessions where you're watching C-SPAN. And I want to play that again. And if you listen to it, I think this is exactly when it happened. Because you know, everyone's saying, "Oh, we don't know when it happened. We don't know, you know, who, who took that out of the bill. We we have no idea. It just all of a sudden it just wasn't there. And then we passed it, and we all had to go home. And, and there you have it. Screw you, citizens.
7: Burn this summer." The Miller Homestead Fire burned 160,000 acres.
0: So this was the the guy just talking on the floor, and then Harry Reid comes in and literally will talk about these amendments taken in, taken out, and he talks really fast. And there's a word that I can't that I can't understand that maybe you can help me with.
5: Or an, an
0: 250 square miles.
8: The majority leaders recognize. Could I ask my friend to yield for unanimous consent request, and he would have the floor as soon as I finish? Absolutely. Sorry to do that. Without objection, so ordered. Madam President, I ask the unanimous consent that when the Senate receives the papers with respect to H.R. 4310.
0: So he's received the papers with respect to H.R. 4310, which is the National Defense Authorization Act for 2013. The Senate's passage of H.R. 4310 as amended be vitiated. As amended be What What is the word? I couldn't find this word, John. Evitiated? Have you ever heard of this word? Evitiated? Well, eviscerated means to gut something. But I don't think he says that. He says it a couple
8: more times. I think he's saying eviscerated. I could not find this word. Without objections. And further, I ask unanimous consent, that the adoption of the sentiment be vitiated. Eviscerated? What is eviscerated?
3: You sure he's not saying eviscer- eviscerated? Well,
0: okay, well, the, what's the definition of eviscerated, then? Well, it means, like, to take the guts out. Why don't you t- t- play that again? I can barely hear it. It's Oh, is, I can turn it all up. Are the clips just too
3: soft? Do you need it to be louder? No, no, no. I got everything turned down, but... I just okay. want to hear him again say okay. that word, because okay. I think it's just his pronunciation of a different word. Okay, maybe.
8: And further, asking ask unanimous consent that the adoption of the Senate amendment be vitiated and that the amendment, the text of S... vitiated You're saying eviti- I'm, I'm roll it well, back. Well,
3: whatever the case is, we he t- he somehow took that amendment out.
8: If, 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 the, if the word With is vitiated With unanimous evitiated-
3: consent of the three people there. Exactly. And that
8: the amendment, the text of S... 3425, as amended by the Senate, be modified with the changes that are at the desk, that no other amendments be in order, and the Senate proceed to vote in relation to the amendment as modified, that if the substitute amendment is modified, is agreed to, H.R. 4310, as amended, be read a third time and passed. Finally, that the previous request with respect to the Senate's request for conference, including the appointment of conferees, be agreed to, with all above occurring with no intervening action or debate.
0: That to me is exactly when it happened. <laughs> it sounds it doesn't sound like it. Like just take all this stuff out. Everyone's cool. We're all good. And, and boom. and doom. Harry Reid is the guy who did it, John. And you caught it.
3: Yeah, it was a it was a weird fluke that I caught it. But you know, he's not obviously the guy who did it. It's his, his overlords who told him to do it for some <laughs> well, reason. Obviously, obviously. But still, it's like vitiate. Yeah, they snuck that back in. It's hilarious. Could vitiate be the word? Is that a word? I don't know. I don't know. You have you. My advice to you is to get to the congressional record, find that moment where Harry Reid jumps in. It was a during open session, and uh, just read the word. I haven't have sure sure
0: Where do you find this on the, the the Federal Register? I don't think
3: so. I have a feeling. That yeah, it has to be. Everything that they say in that on that in the Congress is in the Federal
0: Register. Every word. If it's V-C-8, vitiate, v i t i a t e. <clears throat> it then that uh, means spoil or impair the quality or efficiency of, which would make a lot of sense. <laughs> and we'd like to spoil this. <laughs> we, we'd like to impair the quality of uh, <laughs> for the citizens of America. We'd like to <laughs> really, really dumb that down a little bit, please. All right, uh, I have not seen this pop up in the Federal Register. Uh, I have seen a lot of other stuff pop up in the Federal Register. Um some interesting stuff. I don't stuff. think this stuff pops up immediately. No, it does not. But we um I do have some stuff from the Federal Register. We we uh we sold some uh some some gunk to uh, Japan. An upgrade, actually. We sold uh, an upgrade of major defense equipment, four hundred and twenty one million dollars, which consists as far as I can tell, mainly of computer monitors. Which seems like a good deal to me. Wait a minute, hold on a
3: second. Mm-hmm. I got it here. We sold, we, the United States, Well, <clears throat> but well we don't make no, no, computer no. monitors. No, no.
0: Here's how... <laughs> this is a very good point. Here's how it works. So the, uh, the contractor is... Uh, who are the guys in New Jersey? Uh, Raytheon, I think. Uh, they uh, get the $421 million contract. But if you read this, literally... It says, because you you have to request to sell weaponry, it's the Aegis, A-E-G-I-S, Weapon System Upgrade, as the government of Japan has requested a possible sale for the upgrade of previously provided Aegis combat systems as part of the modernization of two Atago-class ships with integrated air missile defense capability. And then it literally says, here's what we're selling Uh, the Aegis System Weapons Computer Program, so that's a disk, a software, it's a thumb drive, Uh, multi-mission signal processors, which is just some chips, I guess, Uh, two common processor systems, two sets of common display systems, tri-screen display consoles, display processor cabinets, video wall screen and projection system, flat panel displays, Distributed video system. These are all at the top of the list. It's not like you know I'm skipping around. This is this is the list. Two sets of ANSPQ15 digital video distribution systems. I mean the whole. I mean, it seems to be they're just selling you know, fiber optic distribution boxes, junction boxes. He's selling a bunch of expensive digital displays.
3: Well uh i don't know I, the aegis system i don't even know that for sure that the thing works that's our the navy's uh anti missile defense right, uh right right, right. System. it's very expensive
0: yeah 421 million dollars just for the upgrade which i think is i think that really the software is the cost and then they're just throwing in some goodies like it has to be the software right that would be the that would that would be the main cost i don't see what, what else can be so expensive
3: Crazy. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a great business to be in. we should be in that business,
0: <laughs> and guess what? We're not going to be in that business ever. <laughs> it's not going to happen.
3: Well, while we're at it, we should probably thank some executive producers for today's pre-Christmas show. In fact, we're working on a. This is a holiday for most people, so hopefully, we have some listeners.
0: Well, we do have some human resources in the chat room, so that's the good news. And uh, let me we have a spreadsheet here. What do we have? Oh, well, we have uh, one of our producers becoming a knight today. That's nice.
3: Yeah, we have one executive producer, two, uh, three ex- associate executive producers. Steven Jaffe uh, from Ranchos Palos Verde in California, 555. 58. Happy holidays. You guys are the greatest. It's all fun and games until some elitist agenda gets hit in the mouth. Uh <laughs> Laughing my ass off! This donation should complete my knighthood. I will get back ring size. He'll be our executive producer for show
8: four seventy two.
0: Thank you. I wonder. I wonder. Is this, is he just completing it with the fifty five eighty eight, or is or is this a uh, uh, is that a, is that some kind of number? Some kind of new. I don't see a number.
3: Okay, but the eighty eight's got to be some code, okay, right? Thomas Morgani <laughs> in Islip Terrace. New York, I don't have a note from him. There might be one in there somewhere. I'll look uh, for the other break. 225, he'll be an associate executive producer. Uh, good old Sir Bean uh, in Thousand Oaks, 22222. Uh, TM Allen and Jorge, this fine Sunday morning church service called The Best Podcast in the Universe. Let me place the tithe offering, offering of 22222 in the collection plate which is 10% of my unexpected Chinese, uh, Christmas bonus received on Armageddon Day. Since the numbers were just too delicious to believe, I immediately knew that the no-agenda karma gods were talking to me, so I offer this pittance in hopes to appease them. May I have a don't-eat-me Hillary two to the head, it's almost too delicious to believe my friend karma shot for a better 2013, please set up a new monthly donation amount of 13 13 so I can properly update my 11.11 giving level. Oh, very nice. Let me
0: uh, rule out this karma combo for
5: you. Eat me, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> it's
9: almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. Nice.
4: And
3: finally, Eric the Shill. Uh, Sent us two hundred twenty-two dollars and uh, wished us a merry Christmas. And he'll be uh, the associate executive producer for show four seventy-two. And I'll remind people that we have another show coming up next Thursday uh, during the holiday week. And it gets uh, pretty grim, as it were, uh, during uh, this period. And we are working. We yeah. decided to do these shows. So on Thursday, um, uh, we'll be back. Again, uh remind you to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, com slash NA, dot and no and click on the donate button to uh keep
0: us going through this miserable uh time of the year. Do you think that uh was Eric's donation was that from uh no where he has all the fantastic uh, stuff for sale? Is that uh, part of where that came from? I, that... I would assume I would assume so. Okay. Well make sure you do check out uh no dot com uh as it has well, uh, well, no <laughs> Did I say something wrong? No, no, it's just... <laughs> what? No, I'm just reiterating the Noagendanation.com. Oh, you mean, oh, <laughs> mean com? <no-gen-the-nation.com>. yes. <laughs> because apparently it does work for us eventually, so it's good. <laughs> so please and, go and buy by something the way, from there. Yes. Uh, I, I, would,
3: I, I don't know for sure, but I would assume he's had some Mayan coins left. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, nothing happened. No, well, the, well first
0: of all, there should be a discount on the Mayan coins, because nothing
3: happened. <laughs> Well, maybe it was because of the Mayan coins. Right. Hold on one
0: second. Dvorak.org slash N-A. We highly appreciate everything our executive producer and associate executive producers have done for us today by contributing to the program. You can always do one very important thing for us, propagate the formula.
10: Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. <laughs>
4: Shut up, slave.
0: There we go.
3: There we go. I do have a clip mm. called The Idiotic Report on the Mayans, which is the way
0: <laughs> the news media
3: around here covered this story. Yeah.
0: Oh, you want me to roll? But, n- no setup? That's it? Yeah, we right into it. It's, it's-
3: Good morning, Burjila Arab. This is Muhammad. How may I help
11: you? So we're calling people all around the world after midnight their time on December 21st uh, to see how they're doing because there are some people who believe that the world is going to end today. So we're calling you in Dubai to find out if you're still alive and well and everything's okay in Dubai.
5: <laughs> yes, sir. Praise be to God. Everything is okay, sir. We are still alive.
2: How are things at the hotel? Yes, sir. Everything is going on so far so good.
12: There you have it. So far, so good. Mayan Doomsday, December 21st, has arrived without incident in Dubai. Same for points east from Tokyo to Mother Teresa's convent in Calcutta. Life goes on.
0: Oh, Jesus. What, what, <laughs> what station was this? Was this a CNN or some was ABC. Bull crap like that? Wow. ABC, what? your favorite. Well, I have my eyes wide open because there's, uh, you know, especially towards the end of the year, all kinds of little things take place. We also had a very large um, event, which is still ongoing, certainly in the United States of Gitmo Nation, uh, occupying the slaves with all kinds of uh, yes, no, he said, she said, white, black, old, new, red, blue, just everything contrary, just trying to screw screw your head um but they slip stuff in at the very end you know they have all these stats at the end of the year and and when it comes to the magic number which of course is 3 or 33 you know, whenever the elites come up with a list at the end of the year and they really shove it in your face, it's it's just too delicious to believe, my darling. We
11: know now we didn't know last week. Thanks to the latest monthly State of the Climate Global Analysis Report from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, we now know where last month stands in the history books. It was the fifth hottest November since the start of record-keeping back
0: in 1880. Okay, the fifth hottest November. It sounds like something really interesting, doesn't it? Like, oh, my God, it was the fifth hottest November since the start of record-keeping in 1880. The fifth hottest, the fifth hottest, huh? It was the hottest November the Southern Hemisphere has ever seen.
11: And it was the 333rd consecutive month of hotter than average global
0: temperatures. Okay, well, then we're all going to die. Obviously, 333rd. Please, 333. please. <laughs> please. I mean, it's so obvious. <laughs> Are they just like, hey, let's do one for curry. Come on. You'll, like, you'll love this one. You'll never notice it.
3: Was is, is that was that that douchebag who was on MSNBC? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I got that a, guy. I, I got another one for you from that same douchebag. Cuz you know, you remember what happened when all those children were killed? Remember that? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there was some sort of uh, a killing. Yeah, but well, it was in Afghanistan. Remember like one crazy soldier went down and just like killed everybody? Oh, right. Well, the
3: guy who walked out, he let's get this straight. He he came in late for dinner. <laughs> And for me, for somebody dim- noticed him coming in and he said, Hey, how you dim- doing? Yeah, well. Yeah, and well. then he walked out again mm-hmm. and then came back after killing a bunch of people.
0: Oh, but it was that like, he, guy? He killed like nine children and 20. He just, he just went on a complete rampage all by himself. So, what do you Yeah, think? that guy. Yeah, so we've learned now, according to that douchebag on MSNBC, what, what the army wants to do with him. Now, if you had this guy do this, what would you want to do with him? i court-martial him and throw him in the, in the
3: jail.
11: What the U.S. Army wants to do is Staff Sergeant Robert Bales, the man accused of murdering 16 people, including nine children, in a shooting spree in Afghanistan this March. The Army wants to execute him. Prosecutors revealed. this week. They <laughs> just want to kill him.
0: <laughs> Gee, wouldn't that be convenient? They just want to kill him. Uh, hmm. So, you know, remember all the reports? He was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. He had a concussion. What is this? Now they just want to kill them? It, uh, it, it, that couldn't be some kind of cover-up, could it? And since when does the army just go around killing dudes? Oh, I'm sorry. That's what we do. I mean, but are killing our own dudes. Oh, I'm sorry. We do that, too. This is nuts. nuts. Usually we don't. No, of course not. We're not going to go in on- for treason, and we
3: don't really, you know, and the thing people call treason out, but we always have to remember we're not even in a war. There's no declared war, so no. there's no way of doing anything treasonous. Right, right. You can go awol,
0: but they're not going to shoot you for that. But he didn't. He, you know, it's it's not even really proven that he has done this, and and now they want to kill him. That sounds fishy. <laughs> yeah, but this is all the stuff that gets slipped in at the end of the year. You know, You're just like ah, oh, don't don't worry about it. You got to wrap up some stories, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> wrap up some uh, situations. This is, is going to wrap it all up. Although I had to laugh at the uh, the Obamas. Uh, now the Obamas, of course, are uh, are in Hawaii on vacation, and uh, they're oh, vac- wait
3: a minute! Are you telling me that he
0: went on vacation <laughs> yeah. during the fiscal cliff yeah, and mess? Everybody went on; va- they're coming back right after the right after uh, Christmas. So, so they're allo- everyone's allowed to go, but then they have to come back. And you can tell that uh, Michelle is pissed about it because the Obamas uh, they did the the weekly address, the little YouTube thing they do, their little uh, user generated content. Uh, They did that uh, together uh, this week. And uh, listen closely to what the uh, First Lady says. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry. That's the president, obviously.
7: This weekend, as you gather with family and friends, Michelle and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays.
9: We both love this time of year, and there's nothing quite like celebrating the holidays at the White House. It's an incredible experience, and one that we try to share with as many folks as possible.
0: Uh, Folks, uh, and and mind you, they're not celebrating it there. They're in Hawaii. (laughs) They're not celebrating it with you folks.
9: This month, more than 90,000 people will come through the White House to see the holiday decorations. And our theme for this year's holiday season was joy to all.
0: Now, did you catch it? No, I didn't. Maybe the, joy to all what? The theme for this year was joy to all. Oh, she said what? She says was, not is. She says no, was. got to play it back. again. to hear it. <laughs> because she's
9: pissed. It was joy to all until the fiscal cliff crap. Obama. And our theme for this year's holiday season was joy to all.
0: What is that all about? <laughs> is she coming from it's the future? Even, it's not even Christmas yet. So she's, she's <laughs> talking in the past tense. She, maybe she's from the future. I don't know, but it's like, wow. I think she's just really, really angry. Or, and <laughs> <Well>, you <talking laughs> about over-interpreting the use of a single uh, Yeah, but it's, it, it is weird, though. Come on. Be, be honest. It's weird to say that. It's like, it, what, right. is she already in 2013? She doesn't care about the folks coming to visit?
8: Folks. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I think it has to do with uh, Jake Tapper. I don't know if you heard him uh, early. This was actually before the Thursday show. I saved this clip. Jake Tapper asked the president a question about where he's been on gun legislation and gun stuff. And, um, and the president's answer, I thought, was actually quite funny.
7: I'll take one last question. Go ahead, Jake. It seems to a lot
11: of observers that you made the political calculation in 2008, in your first term in 2012, not to talk about gun violence. You had your position on
13: renewing the, the ban on semi-automatic rifles that, that then-Senator Biden put into place
0: but you didn't do much about it. This is not the first issue, the first incident of horrific gun violence Mm -hmm. of your four years. Where have you
11: been?
7: Well, uh, here's where I've been, Jake. Uh, I've been president of the United States, dealing with the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, an auto industry on the verge of collapse, two wars. Uh, I don't think I've been on vacation.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You've been on vacation more than any other president in history. <laughs> I haven't been on vacation. Damn it, I need to go on vacation. Joy to the all. And he should end the press conference. I'll see you guys later. Got to go to Hawaii. Yeah, that's exactly right. I got to go to Hawaii now. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, he's out. He's playing golf. It's like, I don't know. It. I guess it's just not that important about the, the fiscal cliff, which... Before he left, he did do a little statement. Uh, I've really been watching a lot of international CNN. He did a a cool little statement where he flubbed it about the fiscal cliff.
7: Over the last few weeks, I've been working with leaders of both parties on a proposal to get our deficit under control, avoid tax cuts, or avoid tax hikes <laughs> on the middle class.
0: Uh oops, oops. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid tax cuts. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. All right. You get clip of the day for that. That's a good one. <laughs> he's <laughs> reading. Avoid tax cuts. He's reading the paper. How can he? How can he mess that one up? I don't understand. Clip
9: of the day. Uh, uh, uh,
3: not, so I have a uh, a fiscal cliff clip. clip. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is Stephen Dinan. D- he's a uh, Ider talking about the fiscal cliff and he was making some observations on C SPAN during one of those Washington thing, you know, those where they have the interviews with the guys and the people call in. It's actually kinda of interesting what he said, which is just kind of confirming what I've been saying.
7: The president is riding very high right now in terms of where people see him. Uh your caller was an indication of that. There are a lot of people who uh who who, who believe that he should win this fight with Boehner just just because he's um because he's convinced them that his policies are right. Uh so he comes in with a lot of leverage here. Uh, the key question for Republicans is how much political damage they suffer. Who gets the blame if we go over the cliff? And more and more Republicans privately do believe that going over the cliff is, is is better than the deal that they would get from Obama. There are also a number of Democrats who believe that going over the cliff is a good thing. Both of them are basically angling, both those sides are angling for next year and saying, well, what's the better starting point for all the conversation we're going to have next year? And. and those on both wings are beginning to think, well, the best starting point is all the spending cuts and all the tax increases. By the way, that also happens to do wonders for reducing our deficit next year. So
0: what I know so, under- – go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I
3: was going to say it's essentially uh, the way he sees it, this guy who's hanging out there is it, it's, it's like behind closed doors. Everyone I think we should go over the cliff. here. Who cares? Right. I mean, they, these guys, this, this entire Congress has no – I mean – Perhaps this will be solved in the last minute, but it just mm-hmm. seems to me that they have no concern for the possible outcome, which would could be a stock market collapse. It's definitely going to cause thirty million Americans, which essentially includes uh, probably ninety-five percent of our listeners in the United States, are going to have to pay the. Uh, the minimum tax. Now, uh, uh, the way I have minimum here, tax, which is a huge. Here's how you figure it out, by the way. Oh, for okay. people, I've been looking oh, at nice, into okay. this even more. All right, all right. How, Here's your I, calculation. All right, all right. take your gross income. <laughs> gross, not <laughs> net. Gross, That's all right. It
0: doesn't take me a long time
3: to write it down. Go ahead, keep going. Take ten percent of that. Yeah. And add it to your tax bill. That's always no, current.
0: no. Yes, no. This can't be true, John. This cannot I'm be true. I'm telling you. So when I when I get my uh, my what is that? Uh, I, I use that p- computer program every year, um, TurboTax. So I'm going to get the new TurboTax, and and I'm going to wind up with this astronomical tax bill because, we, of course, we don't have any you know, uh, uh, slave wages taken out or any FICA or whatever it is. You know, we, we're independent dudes. And and you're telling me that 10% of the gross, I I can just add that to my tax bill? Yeah. I, I don't... It seems so weird that no one is talking about this. Well, a couple of people are talking about it, but nobody's
3: listening. Oh, okay. I so- mean, the, that professor at Georgetown, this tax expert who is on C-SPAN, is moaning about it, could, could just... Commonly, And it's like – and if you look up the uh, fiscal cliff, and even the Wikipedia mentions that there's this type. But they kind of – well, you know, it's there. and it's, But people don't realize that it's – But I don't – okay, okay. It's okay. for okay. this – right. it's the All year right. we're in. It's, not, it's okay. not 2013. John,
0: okay, listen. You've been bitching about this so much for the past month that I just want to understand what does this have to do with the cuts – that are sunsetting. Is this a provision that is in there that all of a sudden says everyone now? Because alternative minimum tax, I believe, has has been around. It didn't go away. Just explain where does it come from? The history of
3: the alternative minimum tax. It was done as some sort of a fix. But how come now all of a sudden? It, how, it,
0: yes, but how come it pops up now? It doesn't seem like that's a part of the conversation. This is. I, this is I why think that's so why we're not talking about. It. I think it was right. purposely slipped in to, to where, gouge but where, the well, where public can I find that where can I find this information about this
3: you have to look up you have to look up the uh it would google um, fiscal cliff of, uh, consequences or something like that to find out what all the things are that are that constitute well, uh, the fiscal uh, cliff it's uh, quite a
0: few things
1: hold on a second. this
0: is in there no we
3: have
1: the
0: yeah. because you've been bitching about this so much now I just want to get into it for once and for all. According to the Book of Knowledge, Wikipedia, the alternative minimum tax, AMT, is an income tax imposed by the United States federal government on individuals, corporations, estates, and trusts. That's everybody. AMT is imposed as a nearly flat rate on an adjusted amount of taxable income above a certain threshold, also known as exemption. This exemption is substantially higher than than the exemption from regular income tax. Okay? It was enacted in 1969... Impose I mean, I, I'm not reading here in the book of knowledge that it's all of a sudden it's going to be different, or are they changing the level? Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, the level's being changed. That's the problem. Okay. Exemption in 2011. Uh, it doesn't say, oh, no, I, I'm just trying to find out the big change. What is this exemption? I don't understand. That's the point. <laughs> no, I understand. It's the point that I don't that I don't understand. Uh, but was this really high, and now it's going to a very low level? Is that what's happening? Is that is that the yes? It? Okay, so it it looks to me, if you're single, it looks to me that it will so, be somewhere around forty eight thousand dollars is when this thing kicks in. Does that sound right to yeah. you? Yeah, people who people who uh, make forty eight
3: thousand my understanding is if you make forty eight thousand dollars add eight hundred dollars to your tax bill that you've already paying Wow if you make a hundred thousand dollars add ten grand Wow.
0: I'm telling you this is a disaster. It, yeah it seems like like okay now I understand. It seems like the exemption that what it was was for some reason they had jacked it up to 300,000 which of course, you know, hits almost no one in the in the country and that is now changing to 48. That's what it seems like that's what the thing is. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to look. Yes, at
3: so this went one from, it went from it it will affect 30 million Americans. Wow. And we're pretty much in bankrupt the country. I mean, people will just when they get their tax. This is here's what's going to either happen if they, if they don't fix this problem before the first of the year, which they don't seem intent on because they don't. There's too, See, this is this. I mean, these conservatives. This is everybody. Else, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> they're not talking about it. They don't want. They don't want to say, I don't know. Blame Obama. Blame the Republicans. So that what. What's going to happen is that the smart money is in the stock market. Market's going to know what's going on, and they're they're either going to bail out of the market and go all cash in January, which will collapse the economy, or people are going to be just like everybody else currently. Oh, I don't know anything about this <laughs> minimum <laughs> tax deal. April comes
0: around, they do their taxes. Mm. Oh, it literally says here in the in the Wikipedia the tax rates and exemption amounts. So 2011 for if you're filing married is 74,450 single or head of household 48,450 and 2012 it literally says TBD is that what's happening that this is being being deed as we are as we are sitting by and watching yeah wow okay well that's bogative man
3: that's really bogative and, and I, no it's the amazing part is nobody's discussing this and this, so there's no sense of You know, uh, urgency that you you need to to stop this fiscal cliff from happening because everyone and I think that they're complicit. I think the conservative Republicans aren't saying anything about this, and you think they would nothing. And the and the Democrats who think it'd be cool to go over the fiscal cliff because they collect all this money and balance the budget a little better and blame the Republicans, they're not going to stop it. That's why I think we're going to go over.
0: Obama must know better. Oh no! I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that just from the way everybody's acting, and you know, it's just about who's going to get. Well, we've talked about this a million times. We've talked about it. the The only other thing that I'm seeing that uh, that is being discussed, which I thought was pretty funny, you know, our, our boy uh, Dennis Kucinich, there, the uh, gnome from Ohio, who was who so. It's so unfortunate that he's just irrelevant. No one listens to the guy anymore, if they ever did. Uh, and I've always liked him because he's kind of a, a Democrat, Ron Paul. Um, he's saying. Uh, that the CPI is the big problem of the fiscal cliff, and that part of the deal that's being made is that the um, Social Security benefits will be pegged to uh, a new uh, consumer price index. And that turns into the following. Will seniors be
14: pushed off the fiscal cliff? Social Security did not cause a deficit. But the White House has planned to lower Social Security costs and living benefits could eventually reduce seniors' annual benefits by hundreds of dollars. The gimmick is called the Chain Consumer Price Index.
0: Have you heard of this? The Chain Consumer Price Index? Have you heard of Yeah, I've it? heard this too, yeah. Okay, yeah, so. it's
3: just going to reduce Social Security benefits for everybody by, like you said, probably 10
0: or $20 a month. Oh, well, here, here's Kucinich's uh, uh, play on it. The Chain
14: CPI works this way. As cost of living goes up, seniors inevitably turn to cheaper alternatives. For example, if seniors eat steak, but then can't afford its higher price, they can switch to something cheaper, like cat
0: food. <laughs> I, love it when, I love it when cat food comes out because I grew up. I grew up with my. I don't know if your parents said this, but my parents would say, "Well, you don't want to wind up old and eating cat food." Have you ever heard this? Well, during the 70s, it was very, it was just
3: a common thing because there was news item after news item of seniors, mostly, eating, eating dog cat- food. It was never cat food, though. Oh, really? Oh, cat interesting. Food dog food is supposed to be, you know, it's got meat in it. <laughs> well, this is very interesting. <laughs> I had no idea.
0: That's very, very interesting.
14: And the cost of living calculation would change to the cheaper item, cat food. So the less you pay for food, the less benefits you get the chain cpi benefit cut will chain aging seniors to a poverty of choices a lower standard of living with cheaper products the chain cpi formula doesn't take into account seniors rising health care costs if it did benefits would go up there is no justification to security benefits no to throwing seniors off the fiscal cliff no to a cat food christmas ah! <laughs>
0: I love the cat food Christmas, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's listening. I mean, literally, you can hear did the people. Like friskies. <laughs> you can hear, You can hear the other the other people in Congress. Blah, 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 just like, yeah, it's Cassini's talking. Who gives a crap? Eh, and just That guy, he's gone. We discredited him out. No one cares.
3: Oh, man. Yeah, that's man, exactly man. what they did. They, what are you going to do to get rid of some of these guys? Uh, In fact, talking about that, getting rid of these guys, I have a couple of clips that are interesting. Uh, If you want to play Stephen Moore, Wall Street Journal, he's talking about the fiscal cliff. But then he brought up something else, which I thought was interesting because it relates to the second clip that I have. And this is on term limits.
11: ...frustrated with our politicians. A lot of people say if Pakistan bought their houses, they're acting like children. They should have coal in their stockings. There was Santa Claus on on Capitol Hill yesterday putting coal in all their stockings. But, you know, then you look at the election. Guess what? We all we reelected 97% of these people. You know,
5: right. so when we ask who
11: is to blame, we can't we can say, oh, these politicians are out of control. When we send 97%, what did we tell them on November 5th? We told them, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, you because know, we reelected all these folks. So I think we, yes, it's, it's, it's fine to be angry at these politicians. I'm angry at them. But maybe we should look at ourselves, too, as voters and say, why do we keep sending these people back to Congress year after year? I've always been, by the way, a very strong proponent of term limits. So I think six years in the House. I, I can
0: answer this, by the way. This is happening here too. Do you know that now that Mario Monti, who are the prime minister of Italy, who after he passed the budget, he immediately went, okay, well, thanks. I mean, remember the guy came in. He's a banking shill. We tracked the whole process. It's like, oh, right. Italy's in trouble. They put in the banking shill. He comes up with this huge austerity budget. Screw the slaves. Thank you, citizen. His budget passes. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to retire. I, you know, no one, no one loves me. And now everyone's talking about, oh, uh, Berlusconi's going to be back in. And of course he is, because he owns the television stations and the newspapers that say that he's going to be back in, and the citizens are so dumb. The citizenry. They're like, oh yeah, well, he's going to be back in. And I swear to God, they will mind control walk to the voting booth if they vote at all, and they will vote him back in. It's unbelievable. Yeah,
3: it's just hilarious. First, they got him in. Yeah. He's like, owns the place. He's Mussolini. (laughs) Remove him so this banker can come in and and, and make some changes and and, then take a full retirement. So they move him back up, put Berlusconi back in with a different uh, fiscal situation. Then he can blame it on somebody else. Yes,
0: yeah. And people are like, oh, but it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Because, like, well, we might as well vote for him then. You know, he's going to be it anyway. And people just miss the whole point of how they're being mind controlled into doing this stuff. And yes, you voted all these. I mean, you, please, here, let me let me just give an example. I know you want to go to another clip, right? Because I want I want to play another idiot that we voted back in. Can I do that now, or or do you want? To? Yeah, no, play it now. I got this. I is wait. Sheila Jackson Lee? Oh, this horrible of Texas. person. Now, now. She, of course, is going to talk some bull crap about, you know, how we don't... Just just listen how she goes. She takes dead children to change it to some agenda she has. The
2: speaker, when I mention the words Hurricane Sandy and the tragedy in Newton, Connecticut, many would wonder what do they...
0: It's it, Newtown, by the way, okay? Not Newton.
2: ...have in common? Nothing! Enormous gun tragedy of a loss of 26 lives and... Americans suffering from a devastating storm.
0: What do they have in common, John? Let's see. Newton, Connecticut, and Hurricane Sandy. What do they have in common? Please help me, because Sheila Jackson uh, Lee knows. Yeah, they do have
3: some. There's a bit. You, you're you missing it. Sandy. Sandy, Hurricane Sandy, and Sandy Hook. That is not correct. Well, that's in common. Yes. The word Sandy. But that is not where she's going. <laughs>
2: Certainly, our hearts go out for those babies who are lost babies but it really speaks to Americans in need oh it 's Americans in need, and I guess that 's why i 'm so troubled to be on the floor today no, no, it 's troubling to see you on the floor because the framework that we have says to America that when you 're in need, we will not, as this Congress and as this government, be prepared to help you I see this is what I, I mean did she just go from from dead babies?
0: To food stamps? I've, well, why don't you let it
3: play without stopping it? I want to hear what she says. Yes, it's I what I think what did. is
2: disappointing, and I know for the speaker, it is probably the same case as I'm speaking. Because just about three days ago, we thought there was a deal between the White House and the framework that was offered. <laughs> She's talking about the fiscal cliff, John. How does she
0: go from point A to point C? Because she's insane, obviously. Have you seen what she wears? The woman is insane. Now I I, I think she she's uh, she's already dropping out for uh isn't she out next year? Please say she's out. I don't th- I don't think uh, she's I can't remember. I, yeah, she might so. be. I think so. But it just goes to show these it's just we have insane people. Insane people in there. And you know you know who they're talking about now because of course we have uh the new douchebag, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It didn't last long.
7: Today, though, I'm looking ahead to my second term. And I'm very proud to announce my choice for America's next Secretary of State, John Kerry. Douchebag. In a sense, John's entire life has prepared him for this role. Yes. As the son of a Foreign Service officer. He's an elite. He has a deep respect for... For the men and women of the State Department.
0: He married into one of the richest families
7: in the universe with his big head. The role they play in advancing our interests and values, the risks that they undertake, and the sacrifices that they make along with their families.
0: And here's my favorite. Having served with valor in Vietnam. Serving with valor in Vietnam. Wasn't it like that swift boat thing? What was that all about? (laughs) <laughs> what is the serving with Valor in Vietnam? It sounds good by the way. I like he it. He got a he got a, a, a medal, I believe. He got, a, he got a purple heart, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, but, he got shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sucks. But wasn't there a whole controver- controversy over his uh, his record? Yeah, it was rigged. Hey, who knows? I mean, yeah, he right. may
3: have done exactly. been a who cares? I mean, it's, the guy's still a pompous
0: windbag. Yeah. So so they bring him in by the way, if you want to see some cool uh, John Kerry video, uh, go look at the Clarence Thomas-Anita Hill hearings, which he presided over. It's the funniest thing ever, this big head uh, talking about Long Dong Silver. It's just funny. The whole thing was what a, what a circus that was. Um, so he is going to become Secretary of State, and that opens up a Senate spot. Now, who, who do you think we should, bring, we, should, we should put into his Senate spot? This is, this is a, a fantastic, uh, and this, of course, is what it's all about, because we want to see if we can change a little bit of the makeup of the Senate. Um, if you were to, uh, to guess and, and you had a list of anyone in the, in the universe, who would you want to bring in there?
3: Well, if I'm, a, uh, if I'm part of the corrupt Massachusetts machine, or I'm sorry, Massachusetts machine, <laughs> yes. it would have to be a Kennedy.
0: How about a celebrity?
11: Who? A celebrity. Or uh, uh... Well, Ben Affleck would be Woo! good. I, to get into speculation about my, my political future. I, I like to be involved right now. I'm really happy being involved uh, from the outside in government, advocating for the Congolese, taking this, this movie that I made, Argo, and it's really become a springboard for dialogue about our relationship with Iran.
6: Well, Bobby sure does sound like a politician. He won't give you a straight answer. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, he's
14: at one part of the craft, hasn't he? You know, he was here to talk about, he has this organization uh, called uh, Eastern Congo Initiative, where he try, he's trying to do something. He appeared yesterday before the uh, House Armed Services Committee to talk about some way uh, to, to make things better over there. Uh, he's a very committed, a very serious person. You know, he went to Harvard and majored in Middle Eastern <laughs> studies.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's perfect. He looks handsome. He, uh, he's a celebrity. He's in Massachusetts. He went to Harvard. Did you know, he, I didn't know he went to Harvard. This guy's perfect, I say. Uh, I say, bring him in. He's the new Clooney. He's got a pretty wife. So yeah, he'd be a good
3: senator uh, for uh, douchebags of Massachusetts. <laughs> I, I think they should be up in arms. I don't know. They should just have a special election. They shouldn't be putting anybody in there temporarily. That's How does- what they're doing with the the point where I was taking. Here's the here's the the guy who's quitting, uh, who's been reelected. Uh, Jesse Jackson Jr.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He's out of Illinois, of course, the Chicago area, mm-hmm. and so he apparently has essentially broken down. Yeah, he has bipolar or something even worse. You don't know because the. But anyway, so he put in his re, uh, his resignation. But when you hear the end of this report, you go right back to this: what is wrong with these uh, with the public? and what should be changed because why just play this and you'll see
15: several months as my health has deteriorated my ability to serve the constituents of my district has continued to diminish the drama around Jackson began this summer when the congressman disappeared for weeks the public even members of his staff didn't know where he was finally in late July the Mayo Clinic revealed Jackson was being treated there for what was later diagnosed as bipolar disorder and depression. His famous father, uncharacteristically quiet about the matter.
13: The fact is, the congressman is under medical supervision and and is right now regaining strength.
15: Jackson was released in September, then readmitted last month. His return to the clinic came amid reports that the congressman faced a federal investigation into potential misuse of campaign funds including allegations that Jackson used thousands of dollars to redecorate his Washington, D.C. townhome and that he used $40,000 to buy a Rolex watch for a female friend. Even so, Jackson was easily reelected to the House just a few weeks ago, even though he was in the Mayo Clinic, even though he never campaigned for the job. In his resignation letter, Jackson added that, against the recommendations of my doctors, he'd hoped to return to Washington, but I now know it will not be possible. Jackson said he is working with federal investigators and, quote, accepts responsibilities for his mistakes. But it's unclear whether his resignation was part of a reported plea deal with prosecutors. A special election will now be held to fill his seat.
0: Now, what is a special election? It's just an election, right? Or or do they have
15: special? It
3: it means it's special because there's nothing else going on except (laughs) that one thing. right, Right. Now, here's the here's the kicker I thought was funny was he didn't run. He, I mean, he didn't do any campaigning. He ran. He didn't do any campaigning. He was under investigation for misuse of funds, which he might as well use in his own way because he doesn't need the money as a campaign. And then he got reelected by this, by, even though he's hospitalized by the public. Just without looking it up, what you think is, what kind of a number did he come up with for his reelection? What percentage of his of his knowledgeable uh, locals would have voted for him? You think ninety eight percent? No, that's funny, but it's not seventy one percent. Still unbelievable, isn't it? So seventy one percent voted him in against two other candidates they just gave him. A, I we it was in eighteen fifty that they dropped the requirements of the constitution that only people who could vote were property owners. And it was like, I think they've got to change the, the electorate. These people are – most of the people that vote, they don't know what they're doing. They just vote, like you said, in Italy yeah. because they, it was something they heard on the television. And you end up voting a guy who's in the hospital with bipolar <laughs> under investigation, doesn't bother to campaign, and you give
0: him 71% of the vote. Don't Does anyone think this is a no, problem? But I know exactly how that went because it's just like –
2: Oh, that's the J. Jack, Jesse Jackson.
0: Just, he's a good guy. They don't even know that he's in the hospital. They don't even know he has bipolar disease. They and by the way, he was spotted hanging out with some Hollywood producer douchebag in that guy's house for months. You know, it's not like he was in the in an Illinois hospital. Please, the whole thing is rigged. Everything's rigged. We're a game. We're not in on. Surprise. Anyway, so. Uh...
3: That's my complaint of the day. Well,
0: um, I have many more. Um, this will probably kind of flow along with it. Um, there was a, you know, we have this "we the people" thing that the uh, that the White House started on WhiteHouse.gov a while a while ago. I think it was actually, Maybe it was two years ago by now. You've seen this where you can petition the government, and uh, and and the president promised that anything that gets 25,000 votes, you know, they'll take into consideration? Yeah, this is including the Pierce Morgan thing. Yeah. So this, so it, the first time uh, that we knew this was all bogative was uh, when, you know, there was like 150,000 people saying, hey, why don't you decriminalize uh, uh, marijuana? And the president laughed it off saying, well, it says a lot about people who are voting online, doesn't it? Oh, a bunch of stoners. <laughs> That's so stupid. And now we have... Um, we have one uh, for uh, to deport British citizen Pierce Morgan. <laughs> Actually, we have more than one. There's like three of them now. It's, it's become an SEO thing. It's, it's, it's like people, hey, man, let's, everyone's searching for this. Let's jump on it. We'll use that for SEO. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, so there's a uh, an actual uh, the We the Citizens petition to deport uh, British citizen Pierce Morgan. Uh, We've had them for drones, and all of them way over 25,000 votes. But, of course, none of that gets any attention from the White House. But when it's about guns... Hi,
7: everybody. We started We the People so that you could directly petition your government on the matters you care about the most, so that you could make your voice heard. And in the days since the heartbreaking tragedy in Newtown, Connecticut, hundreds of thousands of you, from all 50 states... Have signed petitions asking us to take serious steps to address the epidemic of gun violence in this country. So I just wanted to take a minute today to respond and let you know we hear you. <laughs> you, you see how it works, though.
0: It's like he only will respond to something that fits his agenda or whatever he feels is important and not all the other things. And then and now yeah, people no, think that's that it works. This is bullcrap. Yeah, but then people think that it's working, petitioning your government. I know, if you want to petition your government you've got to get on K Street and have a hundred million dollar budget that's how you petition put yeah, here's your some government. of
3: the petitions that they're responding to listen to these talk about an agenda a balanced approach to reforming the postal service
0: oh man which by the way you know again they missed another 5.5 billion uh billion dollar bogative payment and now you know everyone's saying oh they're bankrupt get rid of them a message from the President Obama
3: about your petition on reducing gun violence. Uh, the, they want the beer recipe. Uh, yeah, the Army right. no longer the using monkeys recipe. as part of training
0: at Aberdeen Proving Ground. <laughs> Wait, they responded to that? Yeah. What's the response to it? Really okay. it? it yeah, response. Yeah. Well, okay, we won't use monkeys.
10: We'll use, uh, we'll use, we'll use it is, little children. by
3: Colonel Thomas Collins. Thank you for your participation in the We the People platform on WhiteHouse.gov. On September 20, 2011, the Army stated it would no longer use monkeys. That's it. <laughs> it worked. <laughs>
0: it worked. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I, I, it would be so Wouldn't it just be funny? Hello, everybody. We hear you about Pierce Morgan. So we are deporting that liney <laughs> bitch back to the U.K., now that, by the way, that would be awesome. I mean, yeah, it's, hey, it's not going to
3: happen unless it falls right into. It. It's it got to be a talking point. Nothing. Yeah, there's a bunch of these things. They're all bull crap. Yeah, we do building a government. Here's one. Well, apparently, there's a big outcry for this building a government service ordinary Americans, not special interests. Oh, really? Let's take a look at the full response to that by Tanya Robinson. Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking the time to participate. We launched this online tool, blah, blah, blah. First, you should note the president believes the Supreme Court ruling in Citizens United is contrary to the public interest. Oh, this is just a Citizens United yeah. slam. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Even though Obama really cleaned up on a bunch of secretive uh, uh, funds, apparently, that were put together by someone or other. So I, th- so I think this is just uh, talking out of his ass. He probably loves
0: this. <laughs> Um, I did catch the president um, with his real – with the real message of what he's going – have you been catching all of this stuff now? we got these celebrities. Did you see this, the demand to plan crap? You didn't see this, did no. you? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, so the demand to plan demandaplan.org, is um, – it's part of a huge lobbying initiative – Um, uh, mayors against guns. And this really is a very, very big K Street Washington lobby uh, to get rid of guns. And so they put together a video of uh, Celebrities. And I can't even, I mean, everyone's in it. You'll you'll recognize most of the voices. I'll just play this. Um, And it it is massive, massive neuro-linguistic programming. Um, Very uh, interesting from a Curry-Devorak consulting perspective just to listen to what they're saying, the words they're using. It's one of these where everyone read the same script and they cut it up. You familiar with that one? So it's about, you know... Oh, yeah. That's okay. a good one. All right. Now, they also...
3: They, I think... They, I haven't heard this one, but I'm assuming they also do the the breaks that, that are mistimed. Oh, it's... So you're, oh my God, you're it's, not hearing a flow. You hear this... It comes
0: in in a herky-jerk way. Oh, my God, John. It is... It is and then they have Chris Rock, uh, you know, who is... He, he interjects. They keep throwing him in from time to time. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really jarring, very effective. Plays to your patriotism in it's a crazy ways. And I just want to, uh, let's just listen to it. Columbine, Virginia Tech. Tucson. Aurora. Fort Hood. Oak Creek. Now, I have to stop here. Fort Hood was not a school. Yet they throw that in. In fact, we don't even know Wait, what We play that again. We don't even know what Fort Hood was because we're we're never going to find we're never, never going to tell us. Columbine, Virginia Tech,
15: Tucson, Aurora, Fort Hood, Oak Creek, Newtown, Newtown,
0: Newtown. Well, Newtown? Well,
3: Tucson refers to Gabby Gifford, so that's not a school either.
0: Aurora Aurora refers to um, uh, the movie theater. The, th- the theater. So what they just said they just just throwing out a bunch of non-sequitur shootings. But I think we, right. you know, we should put Kandahar, Basra, Baghdad. I and mean, we could put all of that Yemen, in there. Yeah. Yemen, yeah, Yemen. We should do this for drone attacks. That'd be funny. If, we can, if only we could get some celebrities to do it with us. Columbine. Virginia Tech. Tucson. Aurora.
16: Fort Hood. Oak Creek. Newtown. 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 How many more? How many more? How many more colleges?
0: How many more classrooms? How many more movie theaters?
16: How many more houses of faith?
9: How many more shopping malls?
0: How many more street quarters? How many more? How many more? This is a campaign of fear, by the way. Enough.
12: Enough.
16: Enough. Enough.
8: Demand a plan.
16: Right now. As a mom.
7: As a dad. As a friend. As a husband.
16: As a wife.
7: As an American.
16: As an American. As an American.
0: As an American
16: as a human being for the children of Sandy Hook demand a plan no more lists of names it's not too soon
11: it's too late
16: now is the time
11: before we all know someone who loved someone on that list no more lists no more who they might have been no more if we had just done something yesterday it's time
0: we can do better than this
4: we
16: can do better than this
0: it's time it's time it's time for our leaders to act
8: demand a plan Right now,
9: right now, you demand it. Enough. Enough. Enough.
8: Enough.
3: What do you think? Well, I don't know how effective it was. It could have been better.
0: Well, yeah. Um, uh, obviously, when you see the celebrities, it works better. I mean, that's that's obvious that you're, you're recognizing these people. Um, yeah. Prim- well, primarily, primarily from primarily from very violent television series or movies that they play in. But you know, that's just an aside you know, I, I'm sure that they're all demanding as part of the plan uh, no more violence on television or in the movie theaters. No, they, there's not part of it. <laughs> I, I don't see that anywhere. No, I think that should be part of the plan. That's I'm demanding that yeah, as part of my plan. Yeah, take all these shows off the air. Yeah, demand the plan. And, and stop these movies. Yeah. What's well, no. well, the plan? Have you noticed that they've moved it away from the movies? And, you know, for years, Hollywood has been angry and seeing the video game industry as their main competitor. Which is, I mean, everyone knows this. The video game industry is taking hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, billions, away from the Hollywood movie industry, and they really, really hate it. So that's why you get stuff like
7: this. The nation's lawmakers turn their sights on violent video games as one way of reducing gun violence. Woo! West Virginia Senator Jay Rockefeller introduced legislation authorizing the National Academy of Sciences to investigate the impact of violent video games on children. There have been reports the Connecticut school shooter played violent video games. Yeah, of, course. I
0: mean, of course. Of course. of <laughs> course. So it's like everyone's coming out. Anyone who has an agenda to go and screw some other guys, like, yeah, hey, let's use this. So, Hollywood, demand a plan, please. You go to demandaplan.org. I'm sure it doesn't say stop violence on television and movies.
3: I don't see it anywhere. It's, so, these people are just a bunch of hypocrites.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you know, you got it. You can't just do one, not the other. You can't go after violent video games without going after violent movies, violent TV shows. Yeah. Put the story back in a movie.
0: Yeah. I just I just find it very um, very interesting how – how it's just – especially to watch this from a little bit of a distance is fascinating. Fascinating to see it take action. Take action. Let's take some action.
3: And then meanwhile, you know, the NR, head of the NRA came out with us and gave a
0: speech. Yeah, I didn't see that obviously because it was not well, telecast here. You saw it's, it?
3: it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw it and it was actually uh, – I actually listened to the audio, the uh-huh. whole thing. Yeah. It was actually a very reasonable, well-reasoned speech. It was long. Mm -hmm. They played it on Fox Live, and they played it on CNN at the the same time. It was weird. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so what they did was they just took a, uh, you know, the the other side just took – snippets from the speech and made the guy look like a maniac. <laughs> he wants to arm children. He wants guns in schools, he Baby would, you know, which is not what he wanted. <laughs> Essentially just called for, um, you know, he said, what's wrong with having a cop at the school or whatever? Because And then it turns out that like Cleveland, the Cleveland School District for the last decade has been loaded to the, you know, to the hilt with the, with, with armed guards. Right. Uh, oh, that's a crappy area. But just... I mean, this is, they're they're trying to follow suit. I I know that, I mean, this is not going to happen, but, uh, and I'm not worried about it, but they would love to do what they did in Australia, which is literally round up guns. Round them up. You got a gun? You're going to have to turn yourself into the police. Take the gun away from I, it, you know. I got to dis- I got no guns. I got to disagree. Except for the people that you know
0: aren't going to turn them in that are criminals. I, so, dis- I, mean, this I is disagree. Leave
3: everybody as a, as a sitting duck.
0: I disagree. This is not what the president is saying. This is not what he's saying, and I have the proof
7: right here. And we're starting to see optimistic signs, and we've seen actually uh, some upside statistics uh, from a whole range of areas, including housing. Now's not the time for more self-inflicted wounds. Certainly not those coming from Washington. And there's so much more work to be done in this country on jobs and on incomes, education and energy. We're a week away from one of the worst tragedies in memory. Uh, so we've got work to do on gun safety.
4: <laughs>
0: gun safety, John. That's what we're going to do. He's not, he's not stupid, this president. He's not gun safety. Gun safety. Gun safety, yeah. Yeah, that means taking your gun away.
3: Mm. I'm sure it doesn't mean having classes in gun safety at the high school. Well, I'm just saying. Here's how you load one of these magazines. (laughs) That's what we should be doing. That'd be great. Never point the gun at one of your buddies.
0: (laughs) Or a senior citizen.
3: (laughs) So here's an interesting uh, situation. The, The... believe that the sandy hook thing had uh has a number and i just by the way the last time i'm talking about this but i ended up with some of these interesting clips i believe that there was an accounting problem with the casualties announced at sandy hook and they had to change the accounting by creating situations that some were i think uh there was this one guy who showed up uh early on, I think on the seventeenth he showed up with the, this is
0: the guy who had the six kids in his front yard. Yeah, yeah. Glenn yeah, Rose. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he had they were in a semicircle and he brought them in. They played with the uh with with little uh, toy animals, yeah. So Glenn Rose, and of course if you read
3: the, the uh so I wanted to find this guy. So you you start reading the forums, especially some of this stuff that's on YouTube. They have all these nutball I mean people that if they'd be better off listening to our show than whatever they're listening, they go, "No, nah, it's lies. Gene Rosen is his name. Gene Rosen. Gene Rosen is an actor with the screen actors guild. Mm-hmm. And there is a guy named Gene Rosen who's in screen actors guild and he's out of California. That's true. But this guy, which is really his real name is Eugene O. Rosen or Eugene E. Rosen. I actually found his address. And where his houses, and looked at it on Google Earth, and I could see the driveway is talking about and everything else. And then I did a little more research because he was actually hard to find. He has a wife named Marilyn, and it's her; her she's the one with the phone number, which makes it easier once you get to figure out where she is. What is and the, they lived in Connecticut for the last twenty years. I mean, this is not the guy from the Screen Actors Guild. He's just, and he's also sixty nine. The Screen Actors Guild guy is sixty two. Hold on. Did so, you,
0: did you go down some rabbit hole, John? That it sounded like you went really yeah, deep. Yeah, it was. It took me <laughs> a
3: day to get out of it. You went off the deep end on, on this one. Okay, all right. Well, well all right. the reason is is because I did hear what I, I believe was an actor, some sort. Which was doing some accounting problems, because I think they, because of the six people that were in Mrs. Soto's class, which was supposed to have been wiped out, according to this other report, except for one person, because they, they have one too many people on the death list. And and you can hear it all, on, and this is what triggered me to dig up the Gene Rosen guy, but uh, a pastor
0: describes something or yeah. other. It's funny, because we both latched on to this. Okay, you want me to play the clip?
11: we yeah. hearing how one little girl survived the massacre. And my colleague Lara is back now with that story. It's an incredible story.
15: Dan, it is
16: an
0: unbelievable story. I just want to know we both had the exact same clip.
16: <laughs> 16 kids in this classroom. One survived. I spoke last night with the pastor who has been counseling this little girl's mother. One survived.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. I, I did some research on this guy, too. A <laughs>
16: story of how a first grader lived by playing dead you have one parishioner who was right there a little girl a first grader
1: she was the first student who ran out of the sandy hook school six and a half years old she ran out of the school building covered in blood from head to toe and the first words she said to her mom when she got outside was mommy i'm okay but all my friends are dead you you hold on a second before we go any further
0: So, uh, so I saw this guy. I'm like, oh my god, this is. They made a huge mistake putting this guy uh, on camera. Could you please explain the accounting problem one more time before we move forward? This is critical because I didn't, I didn't catch this part. I'm sorry. Say again. I'd like you to explain the accounting problem before we move forward because that's the part. Oh yeah, the
3: accounting problem. Yeah, there's supposed to be 20 dead children, and uh, if there were 15 dead children in Mrs. Soto's class, right? Or if you count 16 with this little girl, they there was a number. There was some issue with the number of people that were killed, and it was an accounting problem. And so they were one over, so there would have been 21 dead kids. So they so this story comes out explaining the number. The problem is, is the other guy, this Rosen character, with the six small children from. Also, Soto's class that were in his front yard uh, really screws up the accounting. So they have taken the Rosen guy and pushed him aside, and we don't hear that anymore at all okay. about Rosen. Okay. So, but when so- they took him and pushed him aside, the, the six didn't things didn't add up. So they need there was one missing. Living person missing. So they had, so this story right. shows up out of the blue. Got it. That we didn't hear about at all about the bloody girl covered in. Now let's think about this. By
0: the way, it's ABC News. I'd like to point that out. Yes. And it's a girl covered from head to toe. Mm hmm. In blood. In blood. And this is her pastor. Her pastor who has been, um, uh, has been working with her.
3: Yeah, but and and the
0: mom told the, <laughs> told him the story. No, but no, the no, the story is actually that she that this pastor is the one who is working with her to work with, with this child to work through her trauma. If you listen to the lead in of the story, they're saying that you know this pastor has been chosen to work with her. Yeah. Okay. So so now, let me just roll this back a few seconds here, because the. the in blood from head to toe ran outside said mommy everyone else is dead I and mean, this no one has had this at all I mean, apparently the parents were already there when this took place this thing is so full of holes Bad.
16: You have one parishioner who was right there, a little girl, a first grader.
1: She was the first student who ran out of the Sandy Hook School, six and a half years old. She ran out of the school building covered in blood from head to toe. And the first words she said to her mom when she got outside was, Mommy, I'm okay, but all my friends are dead. Somehow in that moment, by God's grace, was able to act as if she was already deceased. Was she
16: the only child in that class that survived?
1: Yes. Of those who were left in the classroom of first graders, she was the lone survivor.
16: What did she tell her mom? What did she see in there?
1: Well, she saw someone who she felt was angry and somebody who she felt was very mad.
16: How at six and a half years old can you be that smart, that mm.
0: brave?
1: Mm. I think it's impossible outside of divine intervention.
0: <laughs> and by the way, how can this guy sound any gayer, please? I mean, just make him
1: sound gayer. She has wisdom beyond two years.
0: How are the mom and dad doing?
1: I think as well as you can expect them to do.
16: And they must be relieved to have their child, but on the other hand...
1: So yes, many the mom feelings. told me, and I thought this was very insightful, that she was suffering from what she called survivor's guilt, because so many of her friends no longer have their children, but she has hers.
16: A long road ahead, just an incredible story of survival and all by a six-year-old
0: girl. Now, did you hear in the package where the pastor also said um, she survived by playing that she was deceased? Who, who who talks like that? Nobody. He in this one in this clip he says playing dead. No like he, no no no. You, no. Saw, you saw a second clip? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was exactly the same clip. Hold on a second. Let me, let's check. And my colleague Lara is back now. It's the same clip. Story. Listen, You must have missed it. And it is
16: an unbelievable story of sixteen. He says
0: it right in the beginning. He says she did it by playing deceased.
16: I spoke last night with the pastor who has been counseling this little girl
0: He's counseling her, counseling the little girl.
16: Mother, it is a harrowing story of how a first grader lived by playing dead. have one parishioner who was right there a little girl a first grader
1: she was the first student who ran out of the sandy hook school six and a half years old she ran out of the school building covered in blood from head to toe and the first words she said to her mom when she got outside was mommy i'm okay but all of my friends are dead somehow in that moment by god's grace was able to Act as if she was
0: already deceased. Was she the- act as if she was already deceased? Well, who talks like that? Talks like that. No one talks like that. Okay, so this pastor is from um, the community church, which is a member of the Alliance. Now, this is a very interesting uh, group, John—the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Have you ever heard of this outfit?
3: Uh, you know the name kind of rings a bell, but I can't tell you anything about them. But I
0: can, I can imagine. So they um have their headquarters in Colorado. Interestingly enough, um they are also in Australia uh, and Lebanon, and they're this kind of weird offshoot. And uh, if you look at the Wikipedia page, uh, they are not without controversy. Alumni have reported that there was um, uh, abuse. Of, uh, of children in the CNMA. So I'm just going by what I hear on uh, on Wikipedia, or what I read on Wikipedia. And, you know, as I was reading through this, I somehow in my, you know, in, in all the craziness, right, and uh, this is, look, this is just uh, just tying stuff into each other, I'm thinking there's, there may just be some kind of pedo-bear aspect to this whole thing. Um, particularly when you look at, this is part of the tri-state area, uh, the the Sandusky scandal played out in Second Mile it's Sandusky. By the way, if you want to, if you want to pull in the Sandy thing, just as a as a sandy. lark. Sandy. Yeah, you just want to pull that in as a lark. Um, I you know, and and this and that. All of a sudden, this this weird priest from this you know kind of offbeat church who have. Uh, I, I I actually I brought up the. This, let me just read you from this. Uh, they have a manual. This church, the manual of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Uh, you ever hear of a church that has a manual? Well, they got one. And uh, here they have, in Matthew, 15, this is uh, the latest revision from the board of directors from the CMA, uh, February 2012. In Matthew 15, 9, Jesus teaches the immoral behavior that immoral behavior first starts first in the heart and mind. Self-indulgent thoughts of sexual fulfillment outside of God's creative intent constitute inward sins of lust. No sexual act can be proper if it is driven by desires that are contrary to the best interests of another human being or if it treats persons as impersonal objects intended only for personal gratification. Passion aroused by producing or viewing images of a sexual nature is morally unacceptable. We reject the idea that pedophilia, voyeurism, prostitution, or pornography is ever morally justified. We reject all attempts at constructing one's own sexual identity by medically altering the human body, cross-dressing, or similarly practicing behavior characteristics of the opposite sex as morally objectionable and sinful. So you take with that the so-called evidence that um, uh, Adam Lanza's computer was uh, bashed beyond repair, nothing could be pulled off of the hard drive, and then you, th- you just, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking, John, I can't put my finger on it yet. I haven't been able to connect things, but it feels like that just maybe, maybe it was the teacher or someone knew something. And this is very similar to what happened in, uh, I think, Dunblane in um, uh, in Scotland where a guy comes in, kills all the kids. It may be because someone knew something. And I, I know in our previous shows, you talked about it maybe being the principal. Somebody knew something and something had to happen to cover up maybe one witness, multiple witnesses, um, but it would not surprise me if there is a pretty easy pedophilia angle to all of this.
3: Well, you, yeah, except you see that more often than I do, generally speaking. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. This church does have some interesting uh, prominent former members. Uh, Billy Graham, for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he was uh, at the one of these churches from thirty three to thirty seven. And uh, I don't know. All I know is that this guy seemed pretty strange to me. Yeah. And then, you know, but I still think it's a bookkeeping problem because this other guy's story makes no sense. And unfortunately, there's a little ad. I forgot to cut this ad out at the beginning of this. Contradictory Sandy Hook, Mrs. Soto class, which you're, you have this, I'm sorry, that's on there. But this is the guy, Rosen, who tell. this is the story he told to Fox. And it's also misreported by Fox because in one case, if you listen to this guy enough, he tells the story five different ways, and Fox misreports it, and then CBS had him on the morning show, and then if we want to do something that's very entertaining, at the end of the show, I do have the raw audio, in other words, the whole interview, you know, as a lot of people know, and some people don't, is that when you're interviewed by one of these big networks, they'll talk to you for 10 minutes, uh, I think I have eight minutes of this guy chatting with Aaron Burnett. Mm-hmm. And he is just going all over the place with one thing after another. He's making stuff up. He breaks into tears. I think the guy's a little nutty. And uh, Aaron is just, she's clueless, and she's just asking him dumb questions. And it's actually quite entertaining. It would be a good end-of-show clip. But this is him talking to Fox News on uh, after this little ad at the beginning, which I, again, apologize for. Uh, runs. This new
0: Nokia Lumia 920 from AT&T is live. Uh, yeah. really you you took money from AT&T and tried to slip it into this show is that what you did John really? I, I Wish. Right real it's like <laughs> having a personal You best if you just, I could have cut this off, you know. We could have been 920 with Anyway, when when once we get to your guys clip, I got a an even better one: I think. Well
12: out of the sadness in Newtown, Connecticut, we are learning today an incredible story. This man lives near Sandy Hook Elementary School, and he's speaking out about his experience of coming home and finding six small children sitting in a semicircle on his lawn. He had heard the gunfire on his way back from breakfast at a local diner, and he thought it was a hunter. And then he saw these children just sitting on his front lawn. He started to talk to them, gave them juice and toys, and they recounted what had happened. Listen to this.
5: And then over the next 30 minutes, they just described what happened, little by little. And these two boys kept saying... We can't go back to school. We can't go back to school. Our teacher is dead. Mrs. Soto. We don't have a teacher. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't take that in. I had no idea what had happened.
12: So, so sad and um, listening to his story and, you know, he said at first he saw them on the lawn. He thought that they were putting on a play or something. He was trying to understand what they could possibly be doing on his front lawn. And uh, we all know how children feel about their teacher. Uh, It's like the most important person in their life outside their family. So uh, your heart just breaks listening to that story. And we know that school has begun again for other children uh, in Sandy Hook, uh, but not the children who go to that elementary school. So we continue to bring you their stories throughout the week
0: you know so the the chat room by the way is saying that the uh, the girl uh was not from soto's classroom that she was from a different classroom like we know anything this is just we don't
3: know well, anything that can't be here's here's the problem with that that's again an accounting problem if she was in a classroom because it said very clearly in that clip that so she does. was the only survivor yes of that classroom of 16 Yeah, you're right. That makes 15 dead kids in that classroom plus all the kids in the Soto classroom. Then we're way over 20.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. So did you see the medical examiner? This is the one. This is the one. Because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done. You know, I've already told you. We haven't seen it, so who knows what happened. But then I saw this medical examiner. Did you see this guy? No. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, the the big guy, the big the old oaf, guy with the, the mustache, oaf. or whatever, funny looking guy. Yeah, the oaf. He's like. I mean, if, if ever, I'm just gonna say, if ever, you know, there's a guy who looks like a pedo bear. I mean, this guy is it. He's frightening. Who apparently has been doing this for uh, over 30 years, and uh, just I, I pulled a couple of clips, and and there's a great uh, um, montage of all of the. Actually, I have the full um, press conference. In the show notes at 472.nashownotes.com. And I just want you to, you know, first of all, so we see a, a big, Ophi looking guy who is, you know, has Tourette's for all intents and purposes. Believe me, I can recognize it. He's wearing oh, a. Oh, wh- he does. I didn't notice this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he's wearing a white lab coat, which, of course, gives him instant credibility as a, you know, a medical examiner. I, I, I often wear one. Yeah. <laughs> Around the house. And. But the questions he's asked and the answers he gives are so uncharacteristic of anyone who has done this for thirty years, and he is the medical examiner of Connecticut. Okay, he's not just you know some douchebag from Sandy Hook. He's from Connecticut. I'm gonna play this a little bit of out of order, but um, as you know, the parents were never allowed to see the kids, uh, and I don't even know if they ever saw the kids.
10: We did not bring the bodies and the families into contact. We took uh, pictures of them, um, of, of their facial features. You have uh, uh, it's it's easier on the families when you do that. Uh, there is uh, a time and a place for up close and personal in the grieving process. But to accomplish this, uh, we felt it would be best uh, to do it this way, and uh, you can sort of. Uh, you can control the situation. Yeah, I bet you can. Uh, depending on your photographer, and I have very good photographers, uh, but
0: uh... so he says you can control the situation. You know, with your photography, I've got really good photographers. I, you know, you can take it at face value. Don't they have to have somebody identify the bodies? Well, let's talk about the identification, which is also all over the map. This is uh, his opening of the statement.
10: First of all, on behalf of my wife and my sons.
0: And why would you... Um, beh- who gives a crap about your wife and your sons when we're... By the way, we're standing in the middle of the woods for some reason for this press conference, which I also don't understand. Why are we in the woods?
10: And on behalf of my other family, uh, our people at the Office of Chief Medical Examiner, we wish to... Extend our deepest sympathy.
0: And how much does this guy sound like John Goodman?
10: It hurts just to listen. He sounds like John Goodman. Uh, To the families and everyone else who has been so hurt by this event, Um, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. Uh, The office chief medical examiner uh, got here. uh, The chief medical examiner uh, got here. Did you hear that?
0: He's like, the office of the mental examiner, I mean, the chief medical examiner, <laughs> and like he
10: flubbed his line or something, and he's laughing about it. A couple hours after the building was secured, uh, we were here until approximately 12.30 last night. Uh, we thanked the uh, emergency services who built us a temporary uh, facility in the parking lot, and we uh, uh, took uh, identification photographs, and did preliminary identification on uh, all victims and had everybody transported back to Farmington by uh, about about 1 in the morning. Now, now very important what he says next. Uh, our entire staff turned out, uh, started the post-mortem examinations this morning. Uh, we completed the children by about one30 And I believe everybody except the uh, uh, assailant and uh, his mother will be finished uh, tonight. So,
0: he had, so everyone had been identified except for the assailant and the assailant's mother, which he was going to maybe do tonight or. And I'll do those tomorrow morning. I'll do them tomorrow morning. Wouldn't that be like, wouldn't you want that to be. I mean, how do we even know the guy was the guy who we said the guy was? Here's the medical examiner saying he hasn't even examined them yet. So it seems a little out of sequence
10: here. morning. Um, uh, Lieutenant Vance and staff have a list of the names uh, and the uh, dates of birth. Uh, Anything else on there?
0: Did you see the? So the lieutenant has the names and the dates of birth, and hey, is there anything else on there on that list? Anything else on that uh, list that I put together? Anything else on that, uh, on that list? Uh,
10: no, sir. No, no.
0: No, nope, no, nope, nothing else on that list. Nope.
10: Uh, and that'll be distributed. Uh, hope you got enough copies. Hey, hope you have enough copies.
0: The guy's insane, John. This guy's a total. I mean, what is wrong with this guy?
10: Um, everybody, uh death was caused by. Uh, Everyone that we've completed so far was caused by gunshot wounds. Um, and obviously the manner of death on all these cases has been classified as homicide.
0: He can't classify anything yet. It's not his job to classify that.
3: I mean, he's this This to me... I'm telling you, this whole thing is fishy. Now, uh, I ha- by, I... by the way, the the guy that, uh, Rosen character, mm-hmm. who saw the six kids... Uh-huh. But for one thing, he never mentions his wife, which is weird because he brought the kids into the house supposedly. But he says that he saw the kids on his front on his front lawn,
0: and he happened to have By all these the little way, the toys to, to play with. So he happened to have all these little toys to play with. You know, little uh, little animals and stuff the kids could play with at the ready. Yeah. He just happened to have that laying around the house, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he said that the the kids where he
3: found them out in the front. And with a with a school bus driver, which mm-hmm. is mentioned in all the other reports, yep. where's he at nine thirty? Right, fifteen and he minutes. He had heard the gunshots of like fifteen minutes earlier, but that school was supposed to be on lockdown at nine thirty, and the shooting began at nine forty five, according to the official report. So there's a there's another accounting error here that has to be fixed. And also said, according to the the uh, Fox. He saw the kids when he was coming back from having breakfast, but then if he was doing that, he couldn't have heard the shots from his house because he'd be someplace else having breakfast. But the other reports had him going to breakfast. He could have heard the shots if that was the case. And that was in a later report, which makes me think the story was changed. And then as he was driving out, and I've seen his house house from the top, he has a driveway that goes into the back of the place, and then it comes out to the front, and it's and there's a huge lawn behind his house, but I don't know if the kids weren't there. It's a, it's a quarter of a mile from the school to the guy's house. It's a, it's a long walk and it's wooded the whole area and in fact if you, people have to look at this school, uh, the school f- the Google shots of the school because this is a a, a large elementary school mm-hmm. with a parking lot that looks as if it would service the uh you know one of the great football stadiums. I mean this parking lot is out of control. It, it looks That's like good. high school parking mm-hmm. lots where kids actually drive to school mm-hmm. isn't as big as this parking lot, mm. which is really screwy if you ask me. I don't know what the point of all these parking spa- spaces are. And But it, the Woods thing is explained by the fact the whole area surrounding it is all treed in, everything. But it's a very strange situation, uh, the the uh, the layout of the school, yeah, if, this guy's if, house. If, if
0: you're going to uh, have a press conference with the chief medical officer, why don't you just do it as office why is he now in the woods i don't know it's I, all don't, positioning. I don't understand John, that either i don't all, get it I mean it's because it's all positioning it's all mental mind control to put you into here here's a, so here's another thing two things so on anderson pooper there were um a couple of um uh, relatives of the um of the prince uh, the, the principal i think i don't have a sound i don't have a clip from it and it was like her nephew or something it's like yes i'm wearing her school id and you look at the id and it's like it's not even a, uh, a i mean it's like someone made that up on uh, on a laser printer just before the show and of course you would expect the id to be completely covered in blood it's not i mean that so it's it's just it's obviously fake it really is i mean there is so much fakery going on in this and then my favorite is the the top shot, which I'm unsure if it was done from a helicopter or a jib, and you see them opening up the trunk of the car and then pulling out what is either a, a shotgun or uh, it could be an AR-15 type weapon. It's hard to see. Uh, and you've seen this this uh, video, and then the cop is like, uh, is like unloading shells from it. Have you seen this? I probably did. Okay, but let me tell you something.
3: That, there's a lot of gi- there was a lot of shots I saw jib though, shots that looked
0: like jib shots. Now, but let, let, I don't get that. But my most important point is that is not how you handle evidence. If you find a uh, if there's a school shooting and there's a vehicle in the parking lot and it has a rifle in the back or any type of weapon. You, as a sheriff or whatever that that guy was dressed as, do not start unloading shells in, in, in the back of the evidence vehicle. That's not how you handle evidence. That's total. That's total posturing for the camion. Oh, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. All of this is bullshit.
3: This whole thing is very. Uh, it's very fishy. The problem is, I you know you can look into the all kinds of yeah. I, this is so covered up by – I mean, whatever the real – whatever was really going on is so – including this guy, for example, this this character who uh, – this Rosen guy. Yeah, You've got, like,
0: you got a hard-on for him, so now I'm going to have to look at it because I I don't ignore what you're saying. I mean, you're really it's irritated a, but by it's this. So, everything is so
3: buried because of – if you try to do searches yeah. on anybody, no, it's, it's
0: so – It's impossible. It's yeah.
3: impossible to get – even if you do date searches, you can't – get past it's like a huge smoke screen <laughs> and
4: well,
0: let me just play one more clip from the uh, from the from the the john goodman actor guy so you know so he so he someone asks him a question and then he does the most uncharacteristic thing in the world
14: this one a bit different than
10: things you did everybody hear the question no <laughs> did everyone hear the question did you hear the question? It's important. You hear this? Uh, uh, was was uh, given what I deal with all the time. Is this one over the top? Um, I've been at this for a third of a century, uh, and it's my sensibilities may not be the average man, <laughs> uh, but this probably is the worst I have seen, or uh, the worst. Uh, that I know of any of my colleagues having seen. It's probably the worst he's ever seen.
0: Maybe not, John. Probably. Could be.
3: But I think it's interesting. Yeah, he says probably. <laughs> probably. That's weird. Yeah, not really. I mean, probably. I mean, probably. Was, I that doesn't it make was, any sense. Maybe some and what he... This may be something. I hope everyone heard the question so everyone can hear my answer. What yeah. is that all about? And
0: he does a lot of like, you know, if I were in court, I wouldn't be able to answer that question. And But, you know, he said, oh, well, if I have testified, I couldn't answer that question. The guy is an actor. I don't know why they put him in here, but you must watch this video. And he's got Tourette's, and he's shaking, does weird shit with his head, and, and sounds, and you know, it's, it, it, even if he's the real deal, you just don't put this guy on television. And now, um, he has turned to. Hmm, hold on a second. He has brought in the Connecticut. Let's see, geneticist from the University of Connecticut, to join him in the investigation of the killings. Quote, and this is from uh, uh, the Hartford uh, newspaper, um, I'm exploring with the Department of Genetics what might be possible if anything is ever possible. <laughs> this is literally his quote from the, uh, the Hartford uh, current. Um, If there's any identifiable disease associated with the behavior of the shooter...
2: What is this? I mean, this is
0: this is insane. This whole thing is insane. It doesn't follow any normal pattern of this type of, of, of incident, and certainly not what we're actually seeing.
3: I don't know. I, like I said, it's fishy. It's a mess. It's impossible to really uh, uh, not being there or any, be able to talk to all these people. No. You, you can't put the same story together twice. There's accounting errors all over the place. Yeah. It's it's just astonishing. The whole thing is it's amazing. I mean and there's no thesis that's interesting and all the and, and you go online and it's worse with all these yeah. douchebags trying to you know think uh,
0: everybody's everybody's <laughs> an actor and the he's whole a, thing is a scam. LIBOR, LIBOR. <laughs> that's my favorite. And
3: the LIBOR guys. <laughs> a, I mean it's just this impo- I mean no, this no, is no, one no, of the no, most amazing
0: is, things I've ever witnessed. My favorite is the uh, is the Sandy Hook map in the Batman movie. Which also has an aurora sign in it, and that somehow proves something. This is a big one. It's like that's suspicious. Coincidence? Ah, <sighs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but it doesn't say anything. It really doesn't. That's why it's just as good to say Sandusky. You can bring that as a Sandusky in there. Yeah, it's got the the Sandy. You know, I, the the accounts that I like the most is like you know they kidnap these children, um, and they threaten their parents. And they've already sold the children off. I, I, these are the ones that I think are even more plausible than anything else. And that this whole thing is tied to one pedo-bear network, which would not surprise me at all. And this is where you get these idiots from because, you know, well, how would people do this? Well, you blackmail them. This is how people in government blackmail each other all the time, with, with drugs, with money, or with perverted sex. It's how it happens all the time.
3: And Well, the thing that's interesting to me, and this has really got to – somebody in Congress has got to do something about this. You could actually uh, – I mean, you could create a complete fake situation that had a bunch of actors in it. and it said, I mean, I don't think this was, but I'm just saying you could easily – and then you give the parents, everybody, a national security letter. Yeah, and you need to shut the up. A national security letter, which people should look up and, and look into – is the most onerous thing. I mean, you think that the NDAA black bag operation snuck in there at the last minute that you brought up at the beginning of the show is a crappy deal, which it is. In other words, you can just you know you could disappear from Amsterdam tomorrow and be held in some you know in absentia some places you know in some military court for whatever reason in The Hague, and the I never crimin- hear from you. International hey, criminal. Court. What is, what is, <laughs> you ever hear from Adam? He disappeared. Where is he? <laughs> and there's nothing anyone can do about it. There's almost the same thing on a broader scale with these national security letters that only one person's ever successfully fought. National security letter, essentially you get one and it says you can't say you got one or you will be thrown in jail just without a trial. It's an amazing... And it tells you, it tells you what you can and cannot do. You can be told not to talk about one thing or another, or you will be thrown in jail or you'll instantly, be, or you'll be suicided, whatever it is. But, but I mean, these things are. This is getting out of control, and it's uh, and interfering with our show because we can't figure this particular one out. We have all these crazy theories, but it's you know, no, we haven't got a clue.
0: The only I don't. The only thing, and this this goes back to the previous show. The president used my actual words, which I liked very much, and I'm just going to play that, then I'm done with it, um, as to what this results in. And he actually says some interesting words, which you should probably try and deconstruct. Uh, listen to this.
7: So this evening I want uh, you and your fellow citizens back home to know
0: how. <clears throat> this, by the way, is at the reception for the diplomatic corps. Um, so that's all the uh, all the, the embassy people from around the all world. All the fellow citizens? Yes, fellow citizens from around the world. Oh, yeah. no, no. He, The whole thing is kind of New World Ordish. But but listen to what he says.
7: So this evening I want uh, you and your fellow citizens back home to know how much uh, this has meant to all of us, uh, to the good people of Newtown, uh, to me, uh, and to the American people. Uh, you've stood with us uh, just as we've stood with you uh, in similar moments, uh, whether it's been a Scottish village, an uh, Australian town, uh, most recently Uh, the terrible tragedy at a youth camp in Norway, Uh, whether it's a tsunami that strikes or an earthquake that uh, levels communities or when a young girl is targeted and nearly killed just for wanting to go to school. Uh, We're reminded uh, that terrible things happen in this world, but uh, there are more people of goodwill than people of ill will, and that if we can just remind ourselves of our common humanity. Uh, perhaps we can make progress now here it comes these are more moments that pierce through all the noise of our daily lives and they speak to a larger truth uh that permeates our work uh together you turn on the tv you open the newspaper and every day it seems we're bombarded with images of of tension and conflict and division and differences uh, and that sometimes seems to validate those who believe that civilizations are destined to clash So I found this a very
0: interesting sentence. These are moments that pierce through the noise of our daily lives and they speak to a larger truth that permeates our work together. Permeates means uh, uh, spread throughout. You turn on the TV, you open the newspaper. Every day it seems we're bombarded with images of tension and conflict. This is my strategy of tension that I talked about and division and differences, and that sometimes seems to validate those who believe that civilizations are destined to clash. Is he not just exactly saying what the whole strategy is? I have no idea. (laughs) Thanks.
3: Sorry.
4: Yeah, but I I mean... mean,
3: It's a weird thing that he said, and he's like, I think it was, I don't know,
0: it sounds like he was rambling to me, but... Well, it's written down. Some speechwriter came up with it. These are moments that pierce through all the noise. of They speak to a larger truth that permeates our work together. Yeah, Well, so these are all the embassies, and it spreads through their work together to basically create havoc and tension that is seen on TV that messes with people's heads. That's the way I read it. And he's celebrating that with these douchebags at their dinner. Huh, that's an interesting theory. Well, I just can't deconstruct the words any differently. And by the way, he says whether it's a Scottish vi- village, Dumblain, an Australian town or a youth camp in Norway. I know the youth camp in Norway. I know the Scottish village. What happened in an Australian town? Was there some massacre that I missed? Yeah, yeah. No, that's
3: the big massacre that, that resulted in the, uh, called the something massacre, I think, that resulted in them, in them rounding up all the guns in Australia. Uh-huh. There you go.
0: This is not by coincidence. These words are chosen for a reason.
3: I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that.
4: Oh,
8: yeah, that'd be fab.
4: Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning.
3: So we have uh, uh, some people to thank for the show 472. Uh, By the way, we're heading on to to show 500.
0: Don't we have some other cool numbers coming up before 500? I know someone sent us an email recently with that. 484 would be good. Ooh, that, there they go. How about, um, i got to look up that email i look up the Yeah, email. we had an email yeah. somebody yeah. saying it's all kinds of cool number. And I always think, you know, I should put all these things on the calendar and then... I we
3: th- never do anything. We're idiots. <laughs> we
0: suck. We totally suck. So the, well, the, we don't
3: the, suck in doing the show, but we, no, we don't do to, as much as we could to keep exactly. the show going.
0: And, and, and so what people should do is email us now for the next show. No, it's too late already. Yeah, if you have an idea or
3: something, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, we're welcome to listen to it. In fact, we did get, before we start the donation segment, let me open up this, uh, where is that email? There it is. Uh, the The note that we got from one of our dames, and I thought it was a pretty good idea, it's Dame Vicki Poole, and I just thought this was good. Okay. She says, uh, I had an idea as a producer and a dame, I would not mind funding the shipping cost for receiving the new knighthood pin. As you discussed on Thursday's show. If you ask, I bet, and I think she might be right here, I'll bet that most of us wouldn't want the show to be penalized because of this new advertising, quote-unquote, from N.A. How about $33.33 for shipping? I certainly wouldn't mind sending in the magic number to support the greatest podcast in the universe. And I I thought this this was an interesting idea. Right. And it, it does a couple of different things. One, uh, it would. The problem is is getting these pins to the, all the nights. A lot of people have moved. We're not in touch with them anymore. We don't have their right. addresses. So, so if they
0: send in, if they send in uh, the the magic numbers, then we'll know exactly where to send them the pin. That's a very that's that's an administrative nightmare we remove right there. And
3: it would be good for the show. It was it's it's income and it's also. Uh, uh, the, dame, the most of the dames and knights, to be honest about it, are very generous. Mm-hmm. And so that wouldn't be like a. it's not like charging them a whole new knighthood to get the pin. Right. So anyway, I just thought that would be something. If anybody, any knights and dames out there have anything to say about this, we'll we, we, be listening. OK, so let's thank some people. Uh, starting with Eric Nagel. Sir Eric, to you from Bunschoten Spakenburg. So I think
0: it's Erik Nagel. Sir Erik Nagel from Bunschoten Spakenburg. I got the Bunschoten
3: Spakenburg. Yeah, you, you, no you nailed it. You totally nailed it. <laughs> Instead of giving to Serious Request in 2012 in the Netherlands, hey, they've gone douchebags. and given, given that, that's the, the
0: douchebags, that's the disc jockeys in the in the glass house. It's called Serious Request. That's those guys. <laughs> Really? <laughs>
3: that They've gone right? and given it directly to the douchebags at the Red Cross. I donate my money to the best podcast in the universe, one hundred twenty-four dollars exactly. and seven cents. Exactly. That's how we roll. Thank you, Sir Eric Nachel. uh Joe uh, Dame Joni uh, Odafrey in Morgantown, West Virginia, your old stomping, stomping grounds. grounds. Went through my donation. Yeah. Hope my donation went through. PayPal was acting a bit sketchy, so let me know if you did receive it. Blah blah blah. It's yeah. official. Karma works. I asked for travel karma for a dive trip last month and low local- the Pittsburgh
0: area herded into only T S line with the dread- Hey John, John 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 Hold on a second. Hold on, John, there. John, hold on. Let's reconnect. All of a sudden mumble just went nuts. I, and I don't want uh Joni's uh thing to be guessed okay, well, out. Can- you just just reconnect. Just James uh Jane, Dame James
3: James Jame Do Dame, <laughs> Dame Joni in Morgantown <laughs> West Virginia who who's last, Joan Dodefray. we just love her name Uh, 100 bucks she says karma works I asked for travel karma for a dive trip last month and lo and behold we were at the Pittsburgh airport being herded into the only open TSA line which had the dreadful radiation scanner mm-hmm. I told our two human resources under no circumstances do you go through that thing. Just in the nick of time, a friendly TSA guy magically opened up a metal detector line. Molestation avoided. It gets even better. Human resource number one couldn't dive the first day due to problems equalizing his ears. In addition to doing a little internet research that evening on different methods to rectify the problem, I called upon my no agenda karma. And what do you know? He was able to dive with no problem for the rest of the trip.
0: <laughs> wait, a so, so, wait a
3: minute! Some of the most amazing sea life, too <laughs> she, many of which don't oh, you don't always get to see. Credit no agenda karma for a great vacation.
0: Wait, did she just like just do like a little? Oh karma, come to me, and then, and then they it and I love it. <laughs> That's great. Teach me how to do that, Joni.
3: She wishes us a, uh, a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Ed LaBoutillier in Hesperia, California, home of the Hesperians. Uh it's Ed La Bouti, according to this. Bla, no La is what I said. Name is French. Stop ragging on us or the French. Oh. No, 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 you're not in French. You're no, in Hesperia,
0: California. Doesn't count, dude. It doesn't you're, count. You're import.
3: Hail and good Yule. Don't uh, get. Can I get a? Don't eat me, Hillary, and two shots to the head. Almost too delicious to believe. The same one the
0: other guy did. That's Hold on. Oh, you stepped on. Uh, you stepped on the little kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't step on the little kids. It's almost too. Uh. Uh, now I'm sucking. Okay, I'm, I'm a little discombobulated. Here we go. Don't
5: eat me, Hillary Clinton.
9: It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend.
0: All right, there you go. There's your eat me and delicious. Okay, All right, is that good? Yeah, no, that's great. Perfect. All right,
3: then we have, uh, let's see, Raymond Williams. I look him up, I don't find him here, so he's not. didn't leave a note. Uh, so it's without comment. La- Lafayette, Louisiana, $100. Suck. So- $100. No, no, it's the next one. The next one, yeah, is 999. Sabina <laughs> or Sabine, Sabina, I think. Trumpler in Hamburg. Duh, Deutschland, obviously, because she calls herself the Nation Sauerkraut. We passed the 21st and nothing happened. At least we European citizens, at, at least we European citizens, Adam and Mickey, should be safe now. Yeah. Oh, and Adam and Mickey. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, John, but uh, you still have some hours, and this is obviously we passed that time. If not, please accept my 999 donation as the start of a new eon. Keep up the excellent work. Your uh, anallotment makes my daily commuting, uh, no, 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 it's, it's anallotainment. Anallotainment. Thank you. Analysis plus entertainment makes my daily commuting bearable. Send a drone again, karma combo to all those celebrating weddings and birthday parties in mid in mud huts. Mm-hmm. Achim Trumpler from Hamburg, Deutschland. John, I don't mind if you pronounce it pronounce it Dutch in fe- Dutchland. In fact, I always get fun to hear you're reading Dutch and German names. By the way, how much of the ninety nine 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 do PayPal sent uh, send you? As far as I this hard to read this letter. As far as I know. They also charge some money if it comes in other- yes, they do. They always charge about five percent on everything.
0: Everything? Five percent? Full blown?
3: Pretty much. Wow. All right, all right. here's That's your That's right. We we welcome checks. Yeah, here's three three nine El Cerrito, California, nine four five three oh.
0: Here's your drone again.
4: The drone again.
9: You've got karma. There you go. Thank you.
0: From Get more nation Deutschland
3: okay so we got uh oh, zeb peterson zebedee in haywoods heath west sussex ninety three four uh zebedee or zebede what do you think zebedee, zebedee. zebedee. I'll, I'll go with zebedee uh peterson from london nuts u k Hopefully you get this in time for the end of the world show. Otherwise, who knows if it ever gets read. It's a birthday donation for Frank Zappa, whose 72nd birthday would have fallen on 12-21-12, something I think he would have oh, quite enjoyed. Can yeah. I get a karma? You can put Frank Zappa on the list if you yeah, want. No, he's on. We got him on the list. Can I get a karma Fiscal Cliff Ah in that order, which I think might make quite a nice end-of-the-world combo? <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes. And uh, do you have an FZ to the birthday list? Yes, FZ is on the birthday list. Okay, okay. I don't have it in front of me.
9: You've got karma. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. That was you good. Know, that was good.
0: It worked. <laughs> where'd you get that scream? I have no idea. It's produced. I worked on it. That's for sure. That's it worked on.
3: Uh, Sir Jesper Holmberg and Duvall, Washington 8888, with a comment. The 8888 Mm. karma. Baron von Pelsmacher, Baron of uh, the Barony of France and Belgium. Uh
4: oh. 69!
0: 69! Dudes!
3: Hey now! He gets in at the top here. ITM, gentlemen, says the world did not come to its foretold end yesterday. I guess it's time to wish the best podcast in the universe Uh, crew a very Merry Christmas and happy, healthy, non bogative, yet extremely prosperous New Year.
0: May. Mary and Alan find their way back to safety to Texas. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, isn't So you're Jeb, I'm Alan, and Miss Mickey is Mary?
3: <laughs> well, for the moment. For the moment, And may yeah. Jeb
0: be spared from one too many Ann Rand
3: jingles in the new year. Yes, thank you. All right, Finally, some swazzle enough karma for all the knights and dames. Please, why? Because it works and they deserve it.
9: You've got karma. And right on the heels of that... <laughs>
3: Oh, this is funny. The uh spreadsheet finally opened up the end of Joni's Dame Joni's uh email. I don't see if there's anything we should say. She says oh yeah, we missed this. Don't ask now that I showed her. Uh she wants to credit in the confirmation and she wants all the
0: family You know what? Stop. A, a Merry Christmas is and- Didn't do that. hold on, hold on. John, 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 hold on. All the- Hold on. Stop. 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 Stop! We can't hear you. It's for some reason, whenever you talk about Dame Joni, the, 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 the mumble just goes crazy. No, no. Reconnect. Jones I found jo- Okay,
3: so I found Joni's, the end of her note, which somehow didn't come out on the spreadsheet, and every time we did it, it screwed up Mumble, so now we're on Skype. But uh, she wants a douchebag call-out for listeners who didn't donate, and a, and a no-agenda listener's uh, karma for people who did.
9: Okay,
0: so here's the douchebag. Douchebag. And the karma. All right.
9: You've got karma. Very good.
3: Okay, now we're on to uh, Linus Askingren. In Huddinge. Now, do you think it's
0: Linus or Linus? Well, it's Linus Tor- Torvalds. Um. Uh, well, no, I don't think it's so. It's not Linus. I th- why does he pronounce it Linux? Or is it Linux? It's Linux, but he's Linus. Okay.
3: Believe me, it's Linus. He's not right, Linus. All right, all right, I believe you. Huddinge. Sixty nine, sixty nine. thank you for the one more year of the best podcast and media assassination in the universe with Mickey and Adam the best Amsterdam, the best in Amsterdam, and everything will be resolved soon. I've just finished Atlas Shrugged, so can I please get some Atlas? That's one hot MILF 6969 karma. It's pretty long. Maybe you should cut out the Atlas part.
0: No, I think that's exactly the part I want to leave in.
4: Atlas Shrugged. By Ayn Rand. And
0: I mean, <laughs> hey, where's the where's the milk, baby? That's one
4: hot milk,
9: baby. There we go. <laughs> You've got carmel. Very nice. Very good. Excellent work.
3: Michelle Cartmel in West Bank, British Columbia. It's near Spuzzum, I believe. Sixty nine sixty nine. Greetings from the Napa Valley of Canada, the Okanagan Valley. Oh. That's the, that burrowing owl. Send burrowing owl. This uh, donation, one of the better Cabernets and Merlots in the the country. Uh, This donation is my Christmas gift to my husband, Adriel, who listens to every show. Yay. John, put some life into that yay, darn it. How (laughs) did she know I was going to not do? Anyway, Adriel recently (laughs) hit me in the mouth. Well, not literally, but you know, and I've jumped under the no agenda bandwagon. We would donate more often and hope to in the future. But, you know, living in the Canadian dream of barely getting by, if you would be so kind as to send my sexy husband... A too delicious and throw us both some karma. It would be really appreciated. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe. It's
9: almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma.
0: I'm actually surprised how few um, no agenda Christmas gifts there were. This is the first one on the list. I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Sorry about what? The first what? I said this is the first no-agenda Christmas gift that I've seen oh, yeah, on the list yeah. today. Oh see, yeah. am I losing you again? Is that what's happening? No, I just didn't. Yeah, sad. no, I'm losing you again. I totally am, even on Skype. Mm.
3: Mm. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's continue on, and let me let me sit, try something here.
0: As you hear the keyboard clacking of the man. Eric, genius. the
3: shill a message.
0: <laughs> oh, let me guess what that message is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just asking him a
3: simple question. Hey,
0: are you uploading porn? I mean, it could, no, but- it, it could easily be on my end. Who the hell knows? I mean, I'm sitting here in Amsterdam, for Christ's sakes, all jacked off of some Wi-Fi that is a part of the rental unit I'm in. I mean, I'm not saying it's just you. Well, you sound good now.
3: Yeah. Let's try to plow forward. Okay. Um, yeah, that was... We didn't get a lot of gifts. That's funny. She, well, good for Michelle. Ray Matson, in San Diego, California, 6969. I want to thank the best podcast in the universe for preventing the apocalypse with the power of deconstruction. Can I get two to the head, Parliament, little girl, yay? Uh,
0: yeah, I think you can. Uh, two to the head, Parliament. I'll do, I'll do it in uh, the right sequence here.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
3: there you go. <laughs> done. Consider
0: it done. My Felix
3: friend. Hema's blog in Winzen. Um Felix Hema, F E L I X M H E M M E dot D E. Being a former exchange student in Lexington, Kentucky, nuts. I am using the best podcast in the universe to keep up my language skills. By the way, we recommend that to yeah everybody. Yeah, including Americans. Since so my return to Deutschland in 2001, I lost a family member almost every year, most due to cancer. Just like my dad, about two years ago, at the age of 60, my great auntie this year in June, Fuck cancer. He says there's just me and my brother left in, Heming, in the Hemm clan, and being the older one, it's up to me to keep up the lineage. So I need some special Christmas soisant nuf getting laid karma for the parties during the holidays. Thank you, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you all and to your families. Keep up the good work.
0: And uh, so first of all, uh, when he wants us to mention his blog again, felixhemi.de, felixhemi.de. And uh, Felix, if you're going to keep the lineage alive, then the on enough is not the right thing to do, but that's just a little tip from your friends <laughs> a here. A little tip. <laughs> a little tip from your friends here at No Agenda. But I will give you a...
9: You've got... Karma.
0: That's our uh, F cancer yeah. karma. Who's that. That's our F cancer karma. I've only been doing it for the last three shows. Hmm. Huh. Okay.
3: Uh, onward to uh, for Tice Browers. Oh, hold on a we'll second. We, we, we end the, the segment's closed, dude. I'll close it.
4: Sixty nine.
3: Sixty nine, dudes. <laughs> onward to uh, lesser amounts. Tice Browers and Deventer. Dave inter. Dave inter Hey, Joe and Alan, maybe a couple of Maya, a Maya culpa. That's good. A good gag. Maya culpa. Get it. Maya, Maya, Maya donation from one of your pooped out artists. It's true. Joe, it's a stressful living as a no agenda artist, making things up as you go on and on and on from one media assassination to another, and then the hilarious anecdotes and funny voices. Oh, and then wait. Did they pick it? Did they pick it? Ah, no, Martin J.J. J. <laughs> <laughs> I guess mine was not, not funny enough or too graphic. Anyway, so I got a job, uh, so less time for creating. But I feel fired up when you whine for art. So keep a close eye on you. I'll keep a close eye on you. Some karma for my girlfriend Linda. Without her, I was a bum on the streets of Deventer. Daventer. Daventer. Yes. Dave-inter. And we
9: actually, yes, here's some karma for her. You've got karma. And we actually, we used his
0: art on the last episode, so it wasn't Martin yeah, J. coincidentally, J. J. yeah, coincidence. Yes. Uh,
3: Sir Brian Watson in Raleigh, North Carolina, sixty-one ninety-four. Uh, so you can buy Mickey, Mimi, the first three Taylor Swift CDs for Christmas. <laughs> no, we're trying to
0: get laid this year. Thank you very much. I don't think that's going to happen. Christmas
3: help. and Happy. You know, I've listened to her singing. I, she is one of the great creations of publicity yeah. ever. She mm-hmm. really is. She's got a thin voice. She's She's amazing. She's really amazing. Uh, more money than we'll ever have. Liberty Deck, Green River, Wyoming, 51 double nickels on the dime. Thanking Adam for the show notes. An underappreciated, by the way, I agree with this. I'm I'm all in. That's an underappreciated r- uh, resource which merits this donation in itself, not to mention the rest of the best podcasts in the universe. These show notes are astonishing.
0: Well, the show notes are, uh, <clears throat> the thing that I like about the show notes, which and not many people notice, is every single story that we talk about we actually uh, keep a copy of the text itself of the web page. So, if you know, if there's a web, it's always a web page that we're linking to. We have the link to the page, but we have the complete text, unrendered, no ads, no, just the text of the story in the show notes, all in these collapsible formats. That you can, you know, and it's, a, it's shareable, it's OPML, and blah, de, blah, right. blah, blah. And, and the reason for
3: that. Is, is these web links
0: disappear they disappear they go away exactly and and you can search on it you know and by the way you've had some trouble I'm, it's really rough keeping the servers up because the these Baidu guys and these Korean uh, bots they're, they're a-holes they really are the, you know and even Google bots are doing a-hole things they have no regard for resources whatsoever they just pound your server you know over and over and over again just trying to find you like put the, cra- you put the no robots code. No, we want the robots code because we want to be indexed. Hello, we don't. Wait, I don't want to say don't search me, but there's no way to say <clears throat> necessarily. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. They 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 search for proxies. I mean, it's just it's it's outrageous. Again, hail and I bow to all sysadmins of the world. You have an amazing. Job that you put up with this crap every. I got like four servers I run. No Agenda News Network, the upload portion of that, the show notes server, and uh, and all the rest is all done by Void Zero, um who's uh, we're gonna have to make this guy a knight next year for sure. Uh, it's just the the crap that sysadmins put up with, John, today on the interwebs is unbelievable, and and it's just all tracking bullshit. It's sickening to see it. Sorry. Done. I'm not going to no. stop you on that one. Well, I'm just
3: amazed. Maxwell Roberts in Crown Point, Indiana. Double nickels on the diamond in the morning. If you're reading this, the world is still around, which is nice. Yo. With this donation, I should be a knight. All I ask for is some karma, and please read Galt's Oath. Oh, please.
0: <laughs> for the knighting ceremony.
9: You've got <laughs> karma.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not
0: going <laughs> to. What's Galt's Oath? What is that? Is that a really long thing? Oh, here it is. Oh, yes. Oh, no, I'll do that. No, you won't. Yes, I will. I'm going to read it now.
3: (laughs) Why can't I do it for him have a specific way of doing nice. Maybe some of the nice don't think this is a good idea. Okay. I mean, this
0: is one night. All right. I'll do it for him now. I swear by my life and my love of it that I will never live for the sake of another man, nor ask another man to live for mine.
3: Great. Howard G. Hill III. Sir Howard G. Hill to you. Akron, Ohio. Double nickels on the
0: dime. Now lost you again. Okay, come back. William. Do it again. Yeah, come back. Yeah, you're back. Howard
3: G Hill, Sir Howard G Hill, Akron, fifty-five double nickels on a dime. When I was, uh, been a while since his last donation. Liked the show last week, deconstructing the coverage of the latest school shooting. I can use some job search karma since my current contract runs, runs, runs out at the end of the year. End of the year.
9: <laughs> You've got karma.
3: Thank
0: you, Sir Howard G. <clears throat> And uh, I'll just do this while John waits for his connection to come back up. Uh, I can actually see that he's been disconnected, which makes it even sadder. Uh, Scott Montgomery, brand new, from uh, Saskatchewan, Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. A Christmas donation on behalf of my brother Mark. Please give him a de and a don't-eat-me-it's-too-delicious-to-believe karma. Sadly, I'm still a boner, but hope to make a donation. Wait, you, but you're, you're 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 donating right now, even if you do it on behalf of your brother Mark. Well, let me see if I can get John back. Hold on. Uh-uh. Wow. It's like it's like all of Washington just disappeared all of a sudden. <laughs> That's kind of new. <laughs> okay, we can do that uh, karma request for you, which was the Don't eat me too delicious to believe and a karma to go along with it.
5: Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton. It's
9: almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma.
0: And then we have uh, Peter Mulroy from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Adam and Jeb. <laughs> we, I, I, Atom and Jeb, this is new. I'm uh, <clears throat> Pete the teacher checking in after a long radio silence. Apologies for the hiatus, but fighting the war against Noodles, kids, is time-consuming and does not pay well. Just wanted to kick in my share for 2013 now that the Mayim demise... I ha- have returned. the my, <laughs> Yes. What, what Have you figured out what it is? No. Okay. Well I'm I'm down at Peter Mulroy, Brooklyn, New York. You want to pick it up there? Hi Atom and Jeb.
3: Yes, Peter Mulroy, Brooklyn, New York, fifty dollars. Only one more after the two more. Hi Atom A-T-O-M, and Jeb. It's Pete the teacher checking in after a long radio silence. Apologizes for the hiatus, but fighting the war against noodles, kids, is time-consuming and <laughs> it doesn't pay well. I just wanted to kick in my share for 2013 now that the man demise is off. Thank you very much for the endless hours of work you guys put in from to keep slaves like me from jumping off the roof. I really believe what you are doing is incredibly important. Can I get a Merry Christmas to Sir Matt Nichols, Slave Tom Starkweather, and my douchebag dad? Also, as a science te- teacher, I'd appreciate a good old fashioned fashion science
0: okay so i think what he's asking for is
5: merry christmas slave science! science
9: you've got karma
0: i think it was pete the teach by the way i think he was telling me in uh, in you know we had some uh, emails going back and forth that I th- was he telling me that 40 percent of his kids are on some type of meds and they actually talk about maybe it wasn't him I'm, but I'm sure it's the same for him, that these teachers, are just blown away by these kids, you know, and all the medication they're on, you know, the Adderall and Ritalin and whatever it is, yeah. Zoloft and Xanax. But the kids, this, it, the thing that really upsets him is the culture of kids like, oh, man, it's like 10 o'clock. I got to take my meds, man. You, did you take your meds yet? Did you? I forgot my meds, man. I got to go home, get my meds. It's the culture of meds that is the most disturbing. I would think. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Except for... No, we're stuck with it. Except for people result, who listen to No Agenda. People listen to No Agenda, they're not putting their kids on meds like that.
3: And finally, we got two fifty dollars donations, one from Eric Viet in Dublin, California, and Kyle Bauer from Parts Unknown. I want no. to thank everybody who helped us out on the show 472, and uh, we got 473 coming up, so uh, uh, keep uh, keep it up. We
0: appreciate it. The org slash NA. So the traditionally... Um, uh, well, this is this is a little shorter today. Uh, of course, we're going to see donations drop off uh, for uh, the next couple of weeks as everyone's on vacation. Uh, I do have a way that maybe that we can pick up some of the slack, uh, but I wanted to run it by you if it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So my uh, my ex wife is uh, she's a judge on a show here called uh, Dancing on Ice with the Stars. I thought she was a judge on the other show. Yeah, but that show is over now, so now it's a new show. It's Dancing on Ice with the Stars. You know, once you get into
3: these judging
0: jobs, you got it made. (laughs) Yeah, so it's Dancing on Ice with the Stars, and she's saying, hey, look, you're stuck here anyway. If you want to make some extra cash, it would be a bonanza if you uh, skate in the competition. And I'm like, well, but I, I need to have my coach come over. What do you your think? Your coach? Yeah, you. That's the, you be my oh, coach. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> You're my skating coach.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah, come on. You got to get this. Uh, get your, 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 yeah. <laughs> Would you come? <laughs> yeah, I'd come. You're going to be a skating? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you skate? Who gives a crap? It's like they, they want to pay ten grand or something. I'm like, yeah, well, we can oh, use that. Uh, <laughs> what? <"puh?"> I'm in. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, come on, let's go for the ten grand. I'll stand on some freaking skates for that. And I said, but I got. Uh, I can need Jeb, my uh, scoting, uh, scoting cage, my skating coach needs to come over. Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine us? How funny would we be
3: in a huddle? Well. I can't skate, so. Well, you don't have to skate. You just have to. I'm just a coach. You're just a coach, exactly. You're- so I would have a megaphone and I'd be yelling at you. <laughs> that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would you What would you be saying to me?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I get some. That's just give me some 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 words some words I can use.
0: Okay, okay. Can you, can you do? You have a megaphone handy, or can you uh, can you cup your hands and, and try this? Well, I don't have. Give me some words to say. Okay, okay. Hey, clothes suck. Hey, Claude <laughs> Sneller. 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 <laughs> now combine them together. Hey, Claude
4: Slut. What? <laughs> Sneller. Sneller. Dvorak.org
0: <laughs> slash N- I am actually crying, John. <laughs> I'm sure, I know there are at least ten people who listen to the show who are crying as well, because they happen to speak Dutch. Uh, okay. Well, we'll uh, I'll. Uh, I'm scheduled a call with her tomorrow, so uh, <laughs> I can find out if she thinks it's a good idea. I, I think that if you're there with the megaphone, though, it's a hit. We've got a. Oh yeah, it's a winner. It's, it's got just... TV written all over it. <laughs> it's your birthday, birthday. Hey, Oh, no I- 70 says uh, hey happy birthday to frank zappa who did not turn 72 on the 21st i promise you we put him on the list and dixie van says happy birthday to ryan van is the gift that keeps on giving happy birthday from all your buddies here at the no agenda show the best podcast in the universe and we do luckily have a couple of nightings today people who have made it remember uh, that we are going to uh, uh, be switching to the pins, the no agenda pins, which we're all uh, very excited about, um, uh, and uh, I guess we'll be having some, uh, some uh, we'll have some uh, additional information about the pins uh, very soon on dvorak.org. But essentially, the knighthood level will remain the same. So let's uh, grab our blades here, John. If uh, hey yeah. clo- hey <laughs> you got it. Here it comes.
4: yeah.
0: yeah. Perfect timing. Stephen Jaffe, Greg Wilson, and Maxwell Roberts, step forward, please. Gentlemen, very nice to have you here, and I'm very proud to welcome you to the table that is round for the Knights. Of course, I'm talking about the no around table of the Knights, and I will hereby pronounce thee, Sir Stephen... Sir Greg and Sir Maxwell, all nights at the Noah Dinner Roundtable. Gentlemen, come on down for your hookers and blowy, your rent boys and chardonnay, hot pants and booze, wenches and beer, Rubenesque women and rosé, geishas and sake, vodka and vanilla, gerbils and ginger ale, sparkling cider and escorts and mutton and mead. And thank you again for supporting the... The
4: best podcast in the universe.
0: Truly is appreciated. I had a quick uh, note back and forth with our... Uh, our drone signage knight from, uh, from the tri-state area who was arrested, you'll recall? Yes. Knight Atia. And uh, so How, he he ha- doing? He, uh, he's doing a, uh, he's putting together a benefit and he wanted me to ask if uh, anyone in the listening audience had a band who could headline his benefit. So uh, drop me an email, adam at and I'll put you in touch with him. This thing is kind of interesting. Um, quick little update, uh, just stuff that, uh, came in. Of course, I have more time to scan the Gitmo Nation East publications. Remember the, uh, the nurse who, uh, oh, who hold killed on herself? On a yeah. Yeah. Right. Turns out she had tried to kill herself twice before, uh, by taking oh. pills and tried to jump out of a window. <laughs> oh. Oh, gee, gee, (laughs) do you think that might have something to do with it? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe just that little omission kind of escaped everyone's attention. I thought I'd uh, I'd update you on that before the before they prosecute the DJs, get rid of them. And uh, this was just hilarious. I love this from the sun. Prince Harry, John, you'll be happy to know, has killed his first Taliban commander. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is... Sure. <laughs> the story is great. Let me read this to you. This... I don't know, Hold on a second. This is... Uh... And now, back to... Rooms. The 28-year-old gunship co-pilot was called on to unleash a missile strike to eliminate a senior terror leader. Harry has proved a massive hit with comrades in Helmand, Afghanistan, who have nicknamed him Big H. <laughs> What? <laughs> They've nicknamed it.
3: Them- that the way he looks in the in the uh, showers, or what?
0: <laughs> Big H. <laughs> okay, here's a quote. We were on we were on patrol, and the Apache helicopters were called in. We heard this posh voice come over the radio, and we knew it was Big H. They were tracking a Taliban leader. He was a, at commander level. The Apache then let off some hellfire missiles and its thirty millimeter cannon, and boom! It was Big H all the way. I tell you. <laughs> So there's some sappy guy with a with a towel on his head, poor guy walking around in the sand, and then we got Prince the Big H, Prince Harry the Big H, with his big H thumb presses the button and fires a hellfire up the guy's ass, and now he's like super duper kills the top Taliban commander. I tell you, how sad and sickening is this? (laughs) My goodness, it really is sad. My.
3: That's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the big news over in the, uh, That's probably meant to obfuscate the fact that the uh, that this uh, this nurse had tried to kill herself twice before. So we've got to put something else in there. You know, big H. Big H to the rescue. You know, I sleep better at night knowing that the Big H is firing hellfires at, at brown guys in the desert. I feel much, much better. Tatted commander.
4: Yeah.
3: By the way, I wanted to mention that Mu, we did get a letter from a guy whose note I couldn't find, Mu Fang. Uh, he just wanted to say that uh, he donated. He didn't get his donation note in, so he sent it in by email. He oh. says he wants to give, the, if you don't mind doing this, give the Mayans a douchebag for not pulling off the end of the world.
0: Douchebag.
3: And he could use a de-douching after speaking ill of the dead.
0: <laughs>
12: yes. You've been de-douched.
3: Don't do that stuff. That's not a good idea. Not sure what that is all about, but okay.
0: Yeah. It happens.
3: All right, onward. Yes. I have a uh, kind of one screwy thing that should I want to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, a couple of screwy things I want to get out of the way before we get into the flying saucer talk.
0: Oh, very nice. I'm glad you brought some with you. First
3: of all, let's listen to Julian Assange uh, discuss what's really going on. And I thought this was, there was a little piece of new information in here because everyone's kind of forgotten about this poor guy who's been, what, six months in the Ecuador uh, embassy? I'm catching up to him, though. If, yes. Well, <laughs> it's going to take a while because you, you, you can't quite catch up unless they do something with him. But anyway, uh, play this. this is, see if you can find the new little, the little gem in here.
13: The world for about six months uh, by uh, U.S. intelligence and its allies. Now, I must uh, correct an earlier statement that you made. Uh, this has become common you know, in, in the press, uh, saying that I was here uh, in relation to Sweden. The reason I am here is essentially in relation to the United States. Uh, But the Swedish government uh, said publicly that it would imprison me without charge, uh, and uh, in such a situation, I'd not be able to apply for asylum. Now, the Ecuadorian government has asked the Swedish government uh, to give a guarantee uh, that I would not be extradited to the United States. We have asked uh, a long time uh, for such a guarantee. That has been refused. All the regular processes have been refused in this case. Um, You know, it's it's an extremely odd uh, and bizarre case, and I encourage everyone to go and look at that aspect of the case at justiceforassange.com, and you can see report after report. You can see all the um, material that the police claim uh, to be true and uh, other things that have occurred. Um, The Cambridge uh, uh, International Comparative Law Journal condemning uh, the decisions that were made here uh, in the British courts. Are
0: it's you enough. saying, Julian? So did I understand that it wasn't the Swedes who wanted to extradite him? It was actually the Americans? Well, he
3: says that's the reason. He says that's what he believes. And and to prove it, he had the Ecuadorians, or they decided to tell the, ask the Swedes that they'll send him over there to Sweden if they assured the Ecuadorians that they will not further Export yeah, exp- uh, export them to
0: America exactly to America, right. and the Swedes refused. Well, of course, because they, they you know, we, we'll take away another one of their car companies if they don't do what we say.
3: Well, the Swedes should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, well,
0: that's what I thought after ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll give myself In a, the morning. <laughs> give myself a shot for that one. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Yeah,
3: okay, good one. I was actually- okay, so I got another one. This I just I just wanted to do a, a douchebag call out for Barbara Walters. Oh, hold on. Okay. Well, just play this little thing. Tell me if you've ever heard anything like this before. And I'm gonna and, and I'll tell you what is in advance. She's talking about oh she's gonna go do an interview with Lindsay Lohan, and so she decided to go do the interview. And, and then she says that, she says something that no I don't can't believe someone in network television would ever say. At great expense, I went to visit her. At great expense? What is she, it out have her pocket? I don't think so.
6: Um, I like Lindsay Lohan very much, let me say this. We I've know known her do. for years, since she a- was a very little girl, child starved, very vulnerable. And she said whenever she did an interview, she would sit down and do it with me. So last year, uh, last June, uh, at some time and some expense, uh, I flew with a camera crew to Los Angeles because- <laughs>
0: right I just thought it was douchey did she not also interview uh, honey boo boo <laughs> yeah she did have you seen it have you seen With the, the mom have you seen
1: the interview
3: yeah you, could see, you can see what's really going on the mom is actually a lot uh, less goofy than she is on the show and the uh, kid is out of control yeah out yeah. of control that kid there's a kid who needs something
0: <laughs> okay are, are you uh, are you done you got more uh, I, mean, I, got I got one more okay
3: This is right up your alley. I'm surprised you don't have this one. The Coneheads in Mexico. (laughs) Okay.
12: Coneheads really exist centuries ago in Central America. Take a look at these space alien-like skulls found at a graveyard in western Mexico. They are apparently not space beings at all. Researchers say the practice of deforming skulls of children was pretty common a thousand years ago. The cemetery was found in the village of Onavas as residents were building an irrigation canal.
0: Yeah, now I saw I saw this. I saw this. What do you think? It's, I think those are aliens. it's bullcrap. It's, it's just again, it's just a stupid report. you know got, they have, this, this stuff has been on the shelf for years. They bring it out from time to time, it's just like it's like the huge this huge skeletons. This is bull crap. This is all bull okay, crap. Okay, what about three glowing lights? <laughs> okay, three glowing lights. UFO skeptics may have a tough time debunking some recent video. This was shot last week in Brooklyn, New York. Three glowing objects that appear to be moving in formation all at the same speed. Now Similar sightings of three glowing lights have been caught on tape in San Francisco and England as well. Yes, Chinese lanterns.
3: Kind of a What kind of a bogative, uh, <laughs> like, crazy second half of the
0: show are we doing here? I don't know. You're bringing it up. I, I, I wanted to... I've been waiting. I mean, you've been playing Honey Boo Boo stuff. You know, it's like, a, you know, Baba Wawa. Can I get to something that's actually good? Okay. All right, so without a doubt this story was the one that captivated everybody on the interwebs.
16: ...42, and we are now back to talk about that astonishing video. What did we say? 16 million views on that eagle swooping down in a park trying to snatch a baby. We wondered, we asked, was it real or fake? And now we know. ABC's John Muller is here with the story behind
0: The Hoax. So you know about this story, obviously, about the... Oh, yeah, but I, wasn't, I didn't think it was important enough to bring up. Okay, well, there's, so there's a couple of interesting stories... This being one of them that uh, I think are very, very interesting because I want you to listen as we John, as we fast forward a little bit here because th- he's going to talk about, about the fakery of this video.
11: Places across the country, even George and Elizabeth were going back and forth on this one. Turns out some talented kids nailed a class project and baffles so many of us. Now we hear from those kids, get a closer look at the video and find out how they did it. Millions have seen it. If you haven't, check it out. Oh, sh- hey! hey oh. An eagle swoops in and snatches a toddler at a park.
3: Whoa. 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 Or
11: fake. Awesome. This memorable escaped penguin
0: and these miniature flying cars. So how... So now, so now that I've just, I've, I've just jump cut through here. So now they're going to bring in an expert to show you how they did this fake video. And, of course, hopefully everyone who is listening has seen this thing.
11: Do they do it? Clearly this is fake. They've shot some video footage here and uh, they've used over-the-counter software to create a 3D bird and a 3D oh. baby. Uh, there is a real baby at the end, which uh, allows them to pull off their trick.
0: Now pay close attention to what he's about to say because you've heard these exact words before and you've laughed at them. Joel Payne's been a
11: 3D animator for two decades, working with Spielberg and Disney, to name a few. They shot this in a very clever way. What they did is they, they shot the video and they panned the camera uh,
0: as if they were following a bird, but the bird wasn't really there. when they. Now, Just substitute the word bird for plane. They were shooting this footage. They had to add that in with uh, 3D
11: elements. They also modeled a digital double of the kid. We might give them an A, but this eagle wasn't picture perfect. First, watch the eagle's wings. All of a sudden, they disappear mid-flight one more time. Wing here? Yep. No no wings. Wings, Wings, no wings. Now take a close look at the eagle's shadow. It appears... Then shadows then oh. reappears.
0: What about me, King? Wing, no wing. Shadow, no shadow. WTC7 won't
4: go away.
0: Fits right in with what I've been saying for a decade. And now all of a sudden, oh, yes, we believe that was a fake video. What are you trying to say? Oh, people who understand, understand. Don't worry about it. Um, then let's move on to the Indianapolis, uh, which I still call a droning. Which uh, my theory is still as good as any. We have a uh, we have an indictment, John. Uh, this was the uh, the blast, the so-called gas blast in uh, in Indianapolis, and uh, hilarious what they have now come up with. They've um, uh, arrested three people, and uh, the story now is uh, that the home's owner. Uh, Montserrat Shirley, her boyfriend Mark and his brother Bob, um, conspired to let the house fill up with gas and explode in order to collect insurance money. And I love this story because they've really taken it to a, a full extreme and they are saying that they even called the gas company and said, you know how much uh, how much psi can my uh, will will actually flow into my house if I remove the regulator?" Of course, uh, you know, the gas company didn't find that strange or anything. And then according to this AP report, they actually programmed the microwave oven to go off at a certain time to then detonate the gas filling up in the house. And the reason I love this story is because this is this is exactly the Born Supremacy, this is the movie Matt Damon, you know, he, he, he rips out the, the gas cord and he sets the toaster and then the toaster explodes it. And the reason I love it is because Mythbusters, who everyone's always pointing to, is shut up, Curry. You don't know what you're talking about. Myth, they, Mythbusters debunked that. They tried to do this. They tried to replicate the explosion from the Born Supremacy and could not even come close. Of course, I've put the episode for that in the show notes at com. This is... The biggest load of scientific bullcrap I've ever heard that you can let your house fill up with gas, enough gas and then have it detonate with a microwave oven to this extent. This was forty what was it 33 houses was our last magic number have have to be torn down because of this explosion and mythbusters couldn't even get a shack to fall over. This is bullcrap and the drone story still stands versus that. Have you heard this? Yeah, yeah. And you're buying it? No, not necessarily. Oh, please. not. It's not even not necessarily. I'm not buying the drone thing. <laughs> okay, but it's just as good as this.
3: Well, they're both pretty lame, it seems to me.
0: But, but there's no... Like, everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, if you had a bunch of C4 in the house... No, no. They say uh, the brothers, uh, they literally... Just let the natural gas flow in after removing the regulator. I mean, you'd have to have the house hermetically sealed, and even then, you know, what are you going to seal it with? Because the the pressure would just be too much. And then they blew it up with the uh, with the uh, um, with the microwave oven that was timed. That's
3: that's so- well, a couple of things about the microwave oven. I don't. I guess maybe a real good microwave oven lets you program it in advance so it goes off and starts cooking something an hour from now. I don't have one like that. because I don't have a microwave oven at all, but I've never seen one like that. I think most of them you punch in the code, you hit the button, and it starts cooking. Uh, well, that's
0: how most people use it. But, you know, apparently these people were, I mean, honestly, if I even had one, I don't know if I could figure it out how to do I mean, how, how could you figure out how to do all that
3: programming? And then you had to put something in it that sparks, because I don't think the microwave oven itself would set off anything. So you'd have to put a piece of metal in there or mm-hmm, something. hmm I don't know if that's discussed. Nope. Not not according to the AP story, no. And then no, like, I don't know how the I think the Mythbusters thing is probably yeah. Yeah, well, it's hard to it's not that easy. Not you know, I mean it, when you have a huge like a giant pipe. Like the one in Brisbane or where the peninsula of California where the pipe broke, like a huge gas line broke and then ignited and exploded. Yeah, but it's just a bunch of gas leaking into the house. I don't know. Did people smell gas? I don't know. I never heard of any reports
0: of that. No. But I just love how it's just uh, cleaned up at the end of the year. Okay. Oh, no, it's the end of All year done. cleanup time. Yep. We can't yeah. keep these stories going forever. Well, and uh, the final cl- uh, cleanup for the end of the year, which is also just completely underreported, is
4: this.
6: The Swiss banking giant UBS has been ordered to pay a $1.5 billion dollar fine for its role in the manipulation oh, of win. the London Interbank-offered rate, or LIBOR, which provides the basis for rates on trillions of dollars in transactions across the globe. The rigging of LIBOR meant millions of borrowers paid the wrong amount on their loans. The bulk of the fines, $1.2 billion, Dollars will be paid in the U.S. with the rest going to Britain and Switzerland. As part of its settlement, UBS has also admitted to committing wire fraud through its Tokyo branch on LIBOR rates in Japanese currency.
0: I love this. I love this. One point two billion dollars. First of all, where does the fine go to? Does it go to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Or, you know these who have you know this like trillions of dollars in derivatives in all kinds of payments. All lots of citizens have been. Um, I've been screwed, screwed by screwed by this, and then it's like a slap on the wrist for UBS. Oh man, yeah, that UBS thing is ridiculous. And they committed wire fraud. <laughs> wire fraud. Don't you? Aren't you supposed to go to jail for stuff like that? If you did it, you would. <laughs> well, yeah. Then there's me. And uh, I think outside of the. Um, Outside of it being very cold in Europe. and uh, Oh, by the way, I think uh, the Ukraine is now minus 50 degrees or something, and Moscow, coldest ever. Coldest ever? Yeah, cold. The, 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 sh- <laughs> the, sh- the, the shh. 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 Don't tell anybody. Oh, nix,
3: nix. Nix. nay on the
0: old K. <laughs> don't tell anybody about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so I guess we won't speak before Christmas.
4: Yeah,
3: about that. Well, Merry Christmas to you, and Merry Christmas to all the to all the No Agenda listeners. That's yeah. for sure.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. Merry Christmas to you, John, and to the entire Dvorak clan up there. Um, is everyone going to be at home for the holidays there?
3: No, no, no. Oh, Buzzkill Junior is going to be stuck down in the California. Oh, oh, wait yeah. a minute. With the girlfriend's parents? No, no, no. They're in uh, Michigan.
0: Oh. Hmm. So he's all so, alone?
3: Uh, sorry?
0: He's all no, alone? No, he's with
3: his girlfriend down there, but she, and she's working for a living, and she can't leave because just, she can't come up here, so he can't come up
0: here. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for, for
3: BK yeah, Jr. Uh, we're going to have a second Christmas down there, too.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Well, uh, nice. The um, You want to play the, uh, the uh, raw audio of this clown in
0: Newtown? Yeah, do you think it's good? How long is it? Is it really long, or...?
3: Long, it's about five six minutes, but it's oh. it's entertaining because it's Aaron Burnett asking him stuff, and he changes his story, and he talks about one thing or another. Then he goes into kind of a breakdown and starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. that's
0: yeah. what you think entertainment is. Yeah, and then in, unless something really really crazy happens, I think we should just talk stop talking about it because it doesn't help. We you know.
3: Yes, I would like to stop talking about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's ban it from the show.
0: Okay. We'll put that in the band corner, and we're all done. Well, anyway, um, we shall be uh, having a very sparse uh, little Christmas here. We have a small Christmas tree about uh, two feet in height, standing (laughs) on the windowsill. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Yeah, Uh, it it is kind of weird. Kind of weird. Uh, Anyway, uh, thank you... uh, all of you citizens, for your lovely letters and uh and uh, emails and uh words of encouragement um we're still hoping to be back in austin somewhere around uh, the mid-january that's what it's looking like now i'll keep you up to speed in the meantime don't eat me hillary clinton you might get indigestion hit your head and you know lose consciousness coming to you from gitmo nation lowlands day 17 in exile in the morning i'm adam curry and from uh, the Pacific Northwest and the Buzzkill
3: Bunker attacked by docks from Japan, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back
0: on Thursday right here on No Agenda.
16: Those children on your yard, did you have
6: any idea that something was wrong?
5: I had no idea. I thought they were doing a skit or maybe they were Cub Scouts or Girl Scouts and they were just practicing because they were sitting so nicely. But then I saw a man, in a very Mm -hmm. agitated way, saying it's going to be all right. And he kept raising his voice, and I thought that was so strange. And I, I came to the children, and they were crying and wailing and mortified. And there was a school bus driver with them, and I invited them into the house. And she said there had been an incident at the school. I had no idea what it was
16: and the children how do they find the words to tell you because they told you right the teacher they told that. me
5: they just start talking the two boys mostly talked and they said we can't go back to that school we can't we can't go back our teacher our teachers dead. what are we going to do we don't have a teacher and i, I was i could not take that in I could not, I could not accept that, and I just kept listening to them. And then they talked more, and the boy said, "Oh no, it was a big gun and a small gun." And then I knew. Uh, and then they said there was blood. There was blood. And then they said her name. And I prayed that it wasn't that teacher, and it was. It was Vicky that. Soto. It was that very pretty, 27-year-old teacher. I don't know how they fled. I think she must have protected them and saved their lives. I don't know if they ran all the way down the boulevard, the street next to the firehouse. I don't know how they got to my house. They were so brave and they were so good. And they, I brought down some toys from my grandson's toy chest, and I gave them some juice, and we called their parents. They were very brave and very good, and I was amazed. I was, I was astounded at what they were telling me.
12: How well, they noticed everything. And I know
16: you're a, a psychologist by training, but you talk about being a grandfather. But it was what, the grandfather that, that was you at that moment.
5: That's what trained me, being a grandfather. I felt like I was with my grandchildren, and I felt perfectly happy with them. That's what trained me, my granddaughter and my grandson. And they were with me, and I felt comfortable. They were, they were very sweet, and they, they, they calmed down a little. But they were so, they kept repeating that they can't go back to the school because they don't have a teacher.
16: And their grieving is going to be hard for adults to understand. It will be different, it may be more intense, it just it will be different. What message
5: do you have for those those children that came onto your yard? I want to see I want to be reunited with them. I want to see those children and I want to tell them how good and brave and strong they are. I want to tell their parents that and I want to tell them that I want to be their friend and I want to read to them. I want to give them something special for Christmas. I want to be their friend. I want them to see me in light instead of darkness as I saw them. I, I want their parents. I hope they'll call me because I, I, I want to see those children. They were very good children. Yes. And then something happened with one of the boys out of this grief and this carnage. And he stopped and he became very composed. And all of a sudden, he stopped and he looked at me and he said, just saying, your house is very small. <laughs> and I thought, oh. I thought, what a bright, wonderful boy. And yeah. he just brought to all of us a respite, a respite okay. from all this darkness. And you know what? I, I want to see these kids. I, I hope their parents will call me. Yes. I, I, I want to just put my arms around them. And tell them that I love them. I want, I want the children to be the basis for
2: our solution. <clears throat> Bullshit! If you wake up with the blues, trying to fill your day with news, there's one thing you must remember, no agenda in the morning.
11: For a healthy, balanced news diet, try NoAgendaShow.com.
4: Merry
5: Merry Christmas! Please don't eat me, Hillary Clinton! Don't eat me, Hillary Clinton! The best podcast
1: in the universe! Dvorak.org slash N-A